It was the dawning of the time after the beginning and before the dinner time. And Tajik looked upon what they had wrought, and yes, they said that it was pretty good, actually. And the merch did flow freely, though not actually freely because they need to pay for shit. And the people of the land rejoiced at their voices and the adorning of their bodies and property with the new holy symbols. And the architect of merch and aggressive invitations to celebrities nodded. And he was called Rooney. As did the master of sordid jokes and low-key bad dragon dildo hype guy smile. For he knew that the world was better for it. And his name was... Reggie. Almost <laughs> like lost the podcast Just, that in the world. Uh, Reggie. Uh, oh, for fuck's sake, that's my name. Why you made me say it? Sorry, people stole my thunder this week. Oh. People stole all my, all my motivation and all my excitement. For podcasting this week. So today we have uh, Reggie, the grumpy teenager. <laughs> he, seriously, guys, he was sat here before we before we started recording, and he was just like, "Oh, it's the most lackluster podcast ever." And I'm just like, "A, we haven't started. B, I'm not lackluster. <laughs> I'm full yeah. of beans. My my lack of sleep hasn't caught up with me yet, so I'm fine." Yeah, much hmm. just major disappointment. You're not in the same boat as me. I know you were excited to have guests today. But I know that from your reply last night when I told you that it all fell apart. But I had spent 10 days planning a big <laughs> extravaganza of a podcast. Like, I I put hours of work into it. I was really excited. I was going to get my two favourite people in the room with us two. And we were going to have a right laugh. And then it all fell apart at the, at the 11th at hour. At the 11th hour. It's like... 10 days worth of work and excitement is all gone and now I'm just fuck it literally last night I was just like fuck it fuck it I don't care fuck it <laughs> if those two are listening to this it's be like oh man we ruined his day we're terrible people yes terrible people both of you uh, let me just say that I, they both had reasons and they're totally acceptable reasons and I'm not mad at them I'm just it's just you're not mad, you're just disappointed. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not their parent, and so I will not be playing that card. No, you can play I'm that card, mad. because they're both I'm parents, just... so it's, it's like, nice could to... Could you imagine waking up on Christmas Day and getting coal? It feels like that. I mean, it, it depends. How far like into Brexit are we looking here? Because yeah. <laughs> Another couple of years, and I'll be over to fucking moon getting a, get a shovel full of coal for Christmas. Oh, thank you, Mr. Ebenezer. Is this why you're so full of beans? What? Oh, the empty beer can. No, that's yeah. from last night. Oh, okay. <laughs> last night, I sat down to stream. I sat down with a mug of tea. Yeah. As has become my, my, my standard for starting a stream these days. And then I was like, I need something to, to keep me going into the night, but not something that's going to give me like the, the hype and then the crash. Yeah. So I was like, right, I'm not going to do an energy drink because I have one of those for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> so I had one of the big um, Lucas Aid bottles. Oh, yeah. And I did that throughout the stream. And then I was like, right, it's it's like nearly midnight. I'll make that beer o'clock. So I scurried downstairs and I got me... I mean, these, these beers are great because they're so tiny. They're like Coke can sized. Yeah. That you can drink one and you don't get drunk. But you're like, yeah, I'm man. I have beer. Okay, yeah. I never quite got that whole, I need to drink beer to be a man. <laughs> yeah. I just, I really, really wanted a beer. I wanted a beer for most of this week. I, I don't... I'm not really into the taste of beer. 
Bearing in mind, like, I used to drink like a fucking... I was going to say, you used to drink like a fucking fish. Yeah, I, I was a pretty hardcore drinker. <laughs> but I never I, I never did it. I never, ever, ever in my life thought, do you know what I really fancy is a beer. I didn't used to. I never used to drink beer, Yeah, as, as you probably well remember. But yeah. as I've gotten older, stuff like that, the, the, the Estrella Dan, yeah. and, and so I still don't drink beer in general. There's only a handful of them that I'll actually sit down and drink. Yeah. But them and there's uh, Asahi... Cobra. There's an, uh, co- I've gone off Cobra. What? Yeah. No, I think I drank too much of it. Yeah. And now I've kind of gone off it. There's another one, and I can never remember the fucking name of it, but it was amazing. And I only had it in Asda once. Yeah. And I bought like 12 of them because there was. I bought, I bought a six pack. Yeah. And then, like, oh, I was like, oh my God, these are amazing. Drank them all. Like, in a like, week. Went back and got some more. And then I've never had them in since. And I can't remember oh, okay. what they're called. No, I've never once. I'm not that person. So, oh, I really fancy a beer. I was very much like, oh, I really fancy getting fucked up. Hence <laughs> the beer. The alcohol, yeah. yeah. It wasn't necessarily the art of drinking, like the drink, the act of drinking beer that I was excited about. It was, <laughs> it was the, the getting, getting fucked, fucked up. up part. And then once I kind of lost interest in getting fucked up, alcohol just lost lost its luster. Yeah. I've done normal, numerous times. I, 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 I love seeing all these things. It's like, yeah, I've been booze-free for six months and I've got so much more energy and I'm doing all this cool stuff and blah, blah, blah. I don't know why I'm doing a Stacey impression. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't drink anymore um, and they were like oh my god you should try it like don't drink for six months and your life will be so much better you'll be a better person the world will be a better place I've drunk once since October 2020 exactly my life I've, got, I've got, done periods where I'm like doing eight or nine months without a mm. sip of alcohol and my life is no better or worse except that you know I'll suddenly go I really fancy a beer or I really fancy a drink and I don't have any yeah. <laughs> If it hadn't been, if you hadn't thrown a birthday party, I would, I would have done it over a year clean. Yeah. Right yeah. In that case, you should be out there curing fucking cancer, and you should be the, you should be going to the moon. Don't you know what I do at work? No, uh, from what I've seen, you just read loads of fucking books. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not, not anymore, because after I, I was just like, I have about an hour's worth of work to do. I went back for my last four days, and they went. We're at full capacity now, just kind of dropping it on you, dropping you in the deep end. <laughs> so my last day, when was my last day? Tuesday. I did a 14-hour shift, Ooh. and I did not stop fucking working for 14 nice. hours to try and get the guys in the lab out on time. Mm. And oh, it's just it was a shit show of organisation. Suddenly we had work to do, and everyone was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do this. Yeah, so I, I didn't get home until <laughs> 10 to 11. Bearing in mind, Ooh. I left my house at like quarter past seven. I Fuck didn't go until ten to eleven. I got home. I was like, it's too late to have a shower. I'll look in the fridge. Right, there's no food. <coughs> um, okay, so I changed out of my work clothes into my my joggers. Put the telly on. Ten minutes late, I was asleep on the sofa. Yeah. <laughs> I woke up at half past four and went to bed. <laughs> uh, working. Working. What the fuck, man? Yeah. I, I'll tell you what, though. It's good. Like, I, I complain about it. Well, I shouldn't really complain because I spent months complaining that I had no work to do. You did. Now I've got work to do. I'm suddenly realising that I am actually respected at work. People genuinely respect me. This is because you've taken great pains to make sure they don't get to know you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and because I have a work ethic. The Like, I learned how to have a work ethic when I worked in the kitchen. And I've just, I've always used that. Going Since then, I've kind of brought my new found work ethic to work everywhere I've gone and so that and you know my ability to do my job to be shown once and then just to do it flawlessly after that yeah 
Um, yeah, people actually respect me. It's weird. I I it's, I have a work ethic. Unnerving. I have a work ethic, but <laughs> yeah, which is try to do as little as like, possible. Like my taste buds, it's changed over the years. It's like <laughs> yeah. I used to be dedicated. I used to be, yeah, yeah, I love a challenge. Yeah, I'll I'll tackle that. I'll get I'll learn that new skill. I'll do this thing. You can't do it. Don't worry, buddy. Pass it to me. I'll get on, I'll get on that. And as I've gotten older, my work ethic has gone from that to can't someone else do it? Yeah. How many YouTube videos can I watch today? I barely That's watch the YouTube videos. <laughs> you said the other day that you sat. Oh, how many streams can I watch today at the corner? Ah, now, watching streams, <laughs> I was doing that yesterday at work. Yeah, to be fair, I got to, like, um, what, what, 37 hours a week, mm. I think is my is my contracted thing. Jesus, I do that in the first three days. <laughs> I got, yeah, but then I only get two days off. Yeah, that's fair. I got to, I got to 41 and a half hours You say yesterday. you only get two days off. I, I keep hearing this. I only get two I days off. I only get two days off. But... By six o'clock, you're at home, chilled, like relaxing, <laughs> doing whatever you want. I don't get home till nearly nine o'clock. And by the time I get home, I have to get up at fucking six o'clock the next day. So it's a very quick turnaround. Oh. I have probably about an hour to do something enjoyable. Oh, sorry. It's a really tiny violin playing down in my garden. Uh, Just for you. <laughs> get a better job, scrub. Just trying. <laughs> My job's fine. I get four days off. I just don't like all these people. Like, oh, well, I only get two days off. Some motherfuckers, you get even. You get four days you get off. Life. I get four days of just nothing. But I think work. You, you deliberately just go and find jobs that that mm, cause maximum disruption to your to your life. You've done shifts. You've worked in a kitchen. You now do four days on, four days off. You once I remember you once having an office job and you were thoroughly fucking miserable. Yeah, it was boring. Exactly. Yeah. So stop moaning. God, some some people, guys, honestly. I'm not moaning. I just I'm moaning that fucking you and yours. I only get two days off. I'm going to completely negate the fact that I have evenings to myself. I don't have evenings. I, I'm a parent. I don't have an evening. You I barely have a fucking weekend. You don't stream in the evenings when you've been at work all day. No, I don't. I don't do it on Friday. Because then I have to wait till Amy's home and then I push the child on her so then I can go and do something. Right. I might get four days off, but the four days I work are just basically work and sleep and that is it. Whinge, whinge, whinge. Honestly, some people. I'm not whinging. I'm bringing the positive. Shut up, you miserable millennial. Go and buy some fucking avocados. <laughs> in the positivity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not moaning. Anyway, how was your gig last week? It was fucking awesome. Yeah. I mean, it was hard work, but... I almost thought you were going to... It was fucking awful. No, it was amazing. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. I, I won't do it again for of, the next like few years. But... I did see pictures of you in your Canada jacket. Yeah. yeah. I bet you were well excited. You were like, finally, I've got a reason I was like, there is, if there's one place I can wear this, it's to an Area 11 gig. Is it? I only ever listened to one song, and I'm not saying this to bait you. I didn't, I didn't really like it. No. Like much like you listening to ninety percent of the music that I like, you don't really exactly. Like it. it's, it's fair enough. I yeah, they they used to be Area Eleven. Are they a proper geek band? Like they yeah. write songs about not less shit. now, but back when they started, Area Eleven is the name of given to Japan Special Administrative Area Eleven in the Minecraft. No, oh. uh, Code Geass, Lelouch of the Rebellion anime. They're massive uh, anime nerds. Uh, oh okay. And they named themselves after that, and like their first EP is all songs about that anime. And then the second one is about that anime and a couple of different animes. And they, they used to be they used to turn themselves as Gaijin Rock, which is basically Japanese outsider rock because they were weeaboos. Okay. Um, and yeah, they've, they've, their music, they've changed. Obviously, they don't write 
that anime anymore. I was going to say, like, I have to give them full props to do such a niche band and yeah. still be able to have a career. Yeah. Like, that, that's was, what they built their, their career on. And I you was can trying try to write the most there. universal songs about, <laughs> about depression and still no one liked us. And they're like, fuck it, <laughs> right, we're just going to write songs about anime and, you know, have a career. <laughs> yeah, and they, they, they've done really well. And they're what was it, last month or something, was like the 11th anniversary of them being a band. Oh, okay. And 11 is, 11 is like their holy number sort of thing. Um, so that was the 11th anniversary of their band. And uh, like also last month, it was the 10th anniversary of the Blackline EP, which was the first EP of theirs I discovered. Oh, okay. Uh, what sort of like turned me on to them. And they, in celebration of it, basically played the whole EP awesome. in the gig. I lost my ask. Ask Amy when next time you get talked to her. I lost my mind when they started playing things like uh, "Heaven Piercing Giga Drill," and I was like, "Oh my god, this is like one of my favorite songs ever!" So you basically <laughs> became a twelve-year-old girl. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. I was this close to actually stepping forward. I mean, we were as close to the stage as we could get without being in the mosh pit. Yeah. And I was this fucking close when that came on to just stepping around Amy and joining in the mosh pit. But I was like, I'm nearly 40 years old. On a scale of one one to ten, ten being Lucuba Temple Claws at the Astoria, (laughs) one being an I Am Clute gig. (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. It was either that or Damien Rice, one of the two. But we'd never been to see Damien Rice. We'd never been to see Damien Rice gig, no. What was the mosh pit like? Oh, it was it was it was relatively tame. It started really so it's hard. Like a three or a four? No, it was probably about a, probably about a four or five for the first one. Oh. Um, for the first few seconds, it was like a nine yeah. because, like, I don't think a lot of people there expected it because I was probably the oldest non-staff member in the <laughs> venue that oh, night. Oh my god! Um, there were some. There were some people that looked to be about my sort of age. No wonder you were trying but, to be a twin to try and fit in. Yeah, yeah, I was sort of like stood there and I was like, oh. and then this this song started and they just all of a sudden like this wave of about eight or nine. Yeah. Like, they had the hair and the, the leather and that sort of thing, and they all just went bosh into the back of all these little tween girls that were there. Like, oh, oh my god, no. we love you. Um, and the, to be fair to them. The twin girls fucking loved it because oh, they just turned around and joined in and then oh, like that, okay. that whole central area became this little mosh pit. Then it calmed down significantly after that and uh, apart from one or two other songs. But um, it was it was great because it was like you, you got that, that, that mosh pit etiquette because they bashed in and the moment anyone went down, there was a forest of hands dragging them back up and sort of like um, making way for people that clearly didn't want to be there sort of thing. We'll get back to this in a minute because there's something I want to talk about. But do, do you remember the Cooper Temple Claws at Reading in the medium tent? I always forget the names. They change the names. Yeah, they like the Radio them, 1 yeah. tent or whatever it is. Yeah. The medium tent in the middle of the afternoon. Probably the worst pit I've ever that been in. That brutal. I came out, my shins were cut where people were like, couldn't stand up and were yeah. trampling me. Oh my God, it was so fun. But I was literally, my clothes were stuck to me with sweat. I was covered in cuts and bruises. Yeah, that I was... I barely remember any of the gig because I was too busy trying to It was one of those things where feet. you just yeah. like, you, you have to fight to stand yeah. up sort of thing. And it was oh, the yeah, middle nuts. of the day. It was so fucking hot in that tent. <laughs> yeah, I was under the influence. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that, yeah. That was, that was awesome. Like I, said, I don't remember the gig, but... <laughs> Can we talk about the self-righteous kind of... 
nature of people coming out and going, being like, rock fans always pick people up at gigs. There's never been any problems at a rock gig ever. Look at all these people with the rap gig and all the people die. <laughs> and look at us be self-righteous and stuff. Yeah. Up. It's fucking annoying. I mean, everybody seems to have forgotten Woodstock 94. The biggest shit show of concerts in the entire world, <laughs> full of an alternative crowd where girls were getting like fucking sexually assaulted left, right, and center. The whole place got fucking burnt down. Yeah. Do you remember that first year? Oh, no, you weren't there the first year at Reading when they literally burnt the campsite they down. I was on my own. I was just wandering around like, does this, this happens every year, does it? And they're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Until the next year when it was like extra security. Extra security, police patrols, the but works. They had like proper plastic porta potties and they were just getting knocked over and set on fire on the Sunday yeah. night and everything like there have been like all this shit seems to be forgotten when people are deciding oh, yeah, to yeah. share their self-righteous memes on Facebook right oh definitely it's... I would say there is a culture of someone falls down you pick them back up straight away yeah and that gets that gets kind of beat into you when you're the first time you go into a pit and you get knocked over. And I was going to say, the shot. first time I got knocked down and suddenly I had half a dozen hands literally just lifting me bodily off the floor yeah. and back onto my feet. I was like, oh, okay, this is nice. <laughs> and then you learn, like, that first time, you're like, right, I've got to, I've got to make sure I do that for other people. Yeah. Forward. We don't want to... Everyone's here for fun. We don't want... We're not I know it looks like each other. we're trying to hurt each other yeah. in this pit, but it's all, it's all for shits and giggles. It's fine. But it's just this self-righteous... It does... Yeah, it does stink a bit, doesn't it? The self-righteous... Oh, we're so much better than you. Oh, us metal fans are much better than the rap fans. I think, it's I think like, what they forget... This shit could happen anywhere. I think what they forget is that they had to learn that at some point. But here, you had 50,000 people who probably had never, never learned that a, because they'd never... They'd never... They'd, yeah, <laughs> looking, at the, looking at the ages of some of the people yeah. there, it's like... They were they were so young. They'd never been to a gig. They hadn't experienced. They didn't go to the square and and cut their teeth on gigs at so, in a small venue like that, where you could learn that in a relatively safe environment. And you kind of they somehow, whether it was by hook or by crook, ne- knew nearly everyone in the building. Exactly. Or if you didn't know them. Someone you knew. It was knew a small them. enough yeah. crowd that you know people genuinely were concerned for one another and didn't want someone to get hurt. And they these people never experienced that. They they went straight into something with 50,000 people doing the same thing. Yeah. Most of whom were probably as clueless as they were to the, the, the etiquette of the situation. And yeah, I mean, shit can go bad at anything like that. I saw one video where it, um, the crowd were all chanting, uh, stop the gig, stop the gig. And mm. he's standing on stage doing his little chat, whatever it is in between songs. And the crowd all looked like, honestly, like it was their first gig. Like they yeah. were all like, 15, 16 year old wide eyed kids like reading the reports wow, about it all the people they're concert. talking about yeah. all the people that died a lot were like oh yeah this was their first gig they're really excited about it and yeah. all the people there it's like yeah that's my first gig I, I didn't know what to do and it's like yeah no you get 50,000 first timers put them in a crowd like that I remember getting in trouble once at Reading we were all sitting do you know like where the crowd is from the main stage mm. we were kind of sat just to the side of it yeah I can't remember who we were waiting for. I know Eminem was on next, and I think there was someone on headlining that we were all waiting for, the whole group of us. And suddenly this, like... What is that? What's that song that everyone sings where you grab each other's waist and you go, Conga. This Conga line come through the crowd. (laughs) And they were heading towards Stace. Stace was sitting on the floor, and they were heading towards her. And I could see them coming. I could see them. They had no idea Stace was on the floor. And... 
like so I kind of just pushed in the way. Yeah. And they didn't like the conga line didn't like me kind of getting in their way on purpose. They didn't know Stace was on the floor at the time. And they all started pushing me. So I just like extended an arm, pushed them back and stood over Stace until Stace, Stace realised what was going on. <laughs> oh my God. Because I'd put my arm out and blocked a girl in the conga line, I got in so much trouble. I, I ended up storming off and watching Eminem on my own. <laughs> Before I, I met up with everyone and I was like, do you not understand? Like I was trying to defend <laughs> Stace, who was sitting sitting on the floor at the time. Oh god! Do you remember that time at the school? I, I don't know if you were there or not. We were at the square. I was so drunk, and I wandered through the middle of the pit to go to the bar because it was the <laughs> quickest route. Yeah, yeah. And somebody was throwing punches, like going round in in the little the little hole in the middle of the pit, throwing punches, and they literally just uppercutted me. Do you remember when it busted my lip and there was blood everywhere? Yeah. And I just went to the bar. I got my drink and I got a spare glass and just. <laughs> kept the blood in the glass and wandered around for the rest of the night offering it to people yeah, as a drink. Yeah, offering your fucking glass of... Oh, oh my God. God, I was such a fucking weirdo. <laughs> I'm not surprised literally nobody, nobody ever wanted to sleep with me. <laughs> uh, do you want a drink? Yeah. Got some toasty blood. You toasty. vampire. <laughs> <laughs> if you did that at the wrong gig, someone mm. would have necked it, mate. <laughs> Oh, anyway, that's not that's not what we came here to discuss. That's not what we came here to discuss. Because I'm fairly, you've got your phone in your hand. Yeah, I've got some. I've I can got... hear the lad Bible servers revving up. No, not lad Bible today. The Daily Mirror. Uh, Daily. Well, the first one's Daily Star. Oh God! You know the quality <laughs> of it. Um, the very final one that we're going to work up to is the one that I was going to use as a warm up before I went into the big extravaganza that I was planning. For, uh, okay. For this week, but um. When that wasn't going to happen, I had to find, quickly find two, two more articles. <laughs> um, right. <clears throat> Man had six-month sex affair with Dolphin after she seduced him at a water park. <laughs> that look on your face is the exact look I had when I stumbled across this article. What did she do? Flatter her nictating membranes at him or something. <laughs> Seductively suck her blowhole. Underneath the headline, it just says, warning, disturbing. <laughs> well, that should be above the headline. Warning, disturbing dolphin sex story ahead. Malcolm Brenner confessed to having sex with Dolly for several months. <laughs> 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 he had more sex with Dolly than anybody else I, know. <laughs> I was going to say Jesus he even did. I didn't manage sex with Dolly for fucking months it was a couple of weeks at best <laughs> sorry sorry we'll stop talking about my exes now <clears throat> she was not a dolphin by the way no she was she a was child's a toy <laughs> Malcolm Brenner confessed to having sex with Dolly for several months he says their relationship was normal and believes she committed suicide after they were separated. <laughs> uh, this is no longer the, the most lacklustre podcast <laughs> we've ever done. A man, oh. a man claimed he had a sexual relationship with a dolphin named Dolly after she seduced him after hours at a water park in Florida. Malcolm Brenner, now 70, had confessed to embarking on a six-month love affair, lo, sorry, six-month-long love affair with a bottlenose dolphin in the 1970s. Brenner, 
who was a college student at the time of their relationship, was asked to take photographs for the attraction, which is how the pair first met. <laughs> the full-time writer says he formed a friendship with the mammal after he was given free access to the pool, but claims their relationship progressed after the dolphin came onto him whilst they were swimming together. <laughs> she announced her intentions to me by positioning herself so I was rubbing against her. He previously told the mirror in 2014. At first, I discouraged her. I wasn't interested. After some time, I thought, if this was a woman, <clears throat> if this was a woman, would I come up with these rationalizations and excuses? <laughs> it was when the part was closing that we successfully eluded the male dolphin, so we could spend time alone. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> this is getting harder and harder to read. Um, Brenner also admitted that he knew he knew he has a sexual attraction towards other species. He knew he had, it should say. Yeah. Oh my god, Daily Star. He may still have an attraction to other species. <clears throat> He's probably on right. fucking Tumblr. Let me start doing some editing as I go. Brenner also admitted that he had a sexual attraction towards other species before he made love with Dolly, reports the Daily Mail. Oh, oh my god, even the Daily Mail are getting involved now. Um, so hang on a minute, this is this is the what is this, the mirror? Uh, this is Daily Star. This is the Daily Star reporting on a, an article From in the, the Daily Mail. Fuck my yeah. life. Uh, appearing <laughs> on the Kiss FM breakfast show <laughs> with sake. Kyle and Jackie O, he said, I have had some experiences with the family dog when I was an adolescent. Holy mother of fuck. What the hell? Admittedly, right, if I, if I went on Kiss FM, it would only be to promote this podcast. So I would do it by saying something incredibly fucked up. What the fuck up. is he promoting? Dolphin-shaped <laughs> dildos? I would try and say something incredibly fucked up, just so it, it trended <laughs> and, you know, got the name out. I know, like, as I've always said, I learned marketing from the Gallagher From the Gallagher brothers, brothers yes. But this is far too fucked this up is, for even me. I would never. I would never... I would never do this. I once fucked uh, a dolphin after I was sexually abused by my childhood dog. <sighs> this um, is my wife, Deborah. She's a parakeet. Oh, God. I'm going to repeat what I just said because the next sentence is um, incredible. <laughs> Appearing on the Kiss FM breakfast show with Kyle and Jackie O, he said, I have had some experiences with the family dog when I was an adolescent. I tried to have inter intercourse with it and it wasn't successful. So I dropped that. <laughs> <laughs> the author wrote a book called Wet Goddess in 2011, oh, no. which was thought to be based on his own sexual encounters oh, with the dolphin. No, 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 no. That's. <laughs> Dolly was relocated to another amusement facility after her park closed down. To have her vagina repaired. But was reported to have died nine months after meeting Brenner. He believed that she committed suicide and claimed she voluntarily stopped breathing which is a known act that dolphins can do when they are depressed. Because she was depressed. She spent six months being fucked by some college student. Yeah. She's like, I'm a model. <laughs> In about 30 years' time, you are not going to be able to fuck models and get away with it, mate. Hashtag me too. <laughs> I called it a relationship because that's what it was. When she died, it made me feel terrible. And I fell into a depression. Which lasted five years. I had to fuck a haddock. <laughs> Just in the chip shop every day. Every day. Do you know that you have to wait for it to cool down because that shit burns up. Wait, can I get a large cod? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah leave the head on. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> 
This wasn't the first time that a human has embarked on a sexual relationship with the mammal. The fuck is wrong with people? It followed an earlier case which happened in the 1960s. <coughs> Researcher Margaret Howe Lovett convinced the director of a NASA-funded dolphin project to allow her to work with their three dolphins. The project, which focused on human communication with the mammal, saw Margaret become close to one dolphin in particular called Peter, who she described as naughty. It was reported that she would give the dolphin sexual relief whenever he was too aroused to take part in her experiments, according to Hustler magazine. Oh, that uh, <laughs> that sterling source of, of uh, assured information. Yeah. Um, Peter knew I was right there. Peter was right there. Again, it was sexual on, on his part. It was not sexual on mine. Sensuous, perhaps, she said. Sensuous? How can you... Sen- How can you relieve some, get- a dolphin and claim it's not sexual? Oh, my God. It would just become part of what was going on, like an itch. Just get rid of that. Scratch it, and we'll be done. I'm going to do that because I'm at work, and yeah. I'm, so, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm far too aroused to do any work. Yeah. Somebody is going to have to take care of me, did you like see, I'm a dolphin. Did you see that bird that just flew past the window? Oh it was my. giving me the eye. You see now, yeah. fucking... You see them pigeons? Oof! Oof, how's a man supposed to concentrate with Totty like that around? That fucking squirrel outside, <laughs> bending over by the window. Uh, NASA later pulled the plug on the project, which meant Margaret and Peter had no other reasons to see each other. It was reported that Peter had drowned himself in what was believed to have been suicide. Listen, people, stop fucking stop with the dolphins, dolphins and they will stop committing suicide. It's quite simple. Don't rape them. And they this won't is, take their own lives. This is just lives. a story of, of, like, human rapes dolphin. Dolphin, dolphin is so fucked up by yeah. this, it kills itself. Yeah. Like, this is not like they're sad. Oh, they are sad, but they're not sad because you're not fucking them anymore. I, I almost feel bad for laughing about it, because if it was, like, man rapes girl, girl kills girl herself. Girl kills herself. We'd be horrified. But just because it's a dolphin, we're like, ha, ha, ha. Is it, this is, why you bring this shit? Because I read that. This is on your internet history forever. You know that, don't you? Your CIA agent has added a note to your file. I'm, right, I'm on private. Oh, that's okay then. <laughs> <laughs> no one can see if it's on private. Right? <laughs> if I have it on private, my entire internet history just doesn't oh, exist, you're right? You're such a user. Right? <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, it does. Yeah. But confessed zoophile Brenner said he wished that Margaret would have spoken about their relationship sooner and thought her reaction to enjoying her time with Peter was a bit sad. It's only unusual in the sense that it doesn't happen very commonly, so people think it's wrong. That's exactly the definition yeah. of unusual. It's, just, it's shocking. I've heard some paedophiles say that too. Yeah. There's Maybe some... if more people fucked kids, then paedophilia would be less unusual. I mean... Normalised. Just normalised normalize fucking children. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Jesus um, Fucking Christ. There's something quite transcendental about making love with a dolphin. <laughs> Again, this is the, the... We shouldn't be laughing, but I'm sorry. The dolphin is very aware. The dolphin is an intelligent and creative creature and making love is a consummate act. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it was. I'm sure dolphins can say yes. <laughs> Did you see her ID? I mean, did you actually check? She, yeah. was, she was old enough for you yeah. to be putting your widger in there. She could have been a baby dolphin. Um... So that was the end of that one. I, fuck my life. I mean, let me put this out there. People, if anyone listens to this, or you know anyone, if you're listening to this and you know someone who has fucked a dolphin or any other animal... <laughs> Please report them. 
But please report them and then put them in touch with us before they before like the RSPCA yeah, and yeah, Peter yeah. go around there. Get in touch with us, let us in the interview them and then we will report we'll them. We'll report them yeah. because or you, you know, if, if you're listening to this and you fucked an animal and you want to come on here and defend your animal fucking way. I mean it's bestiality, okay? Yeah. Let's get let's get right to it. It's not I made love to a dolphin. It's I committed bestiality with a dolphin who was then so fucked up it killed itself. I tried for my dog. My, my dog weren't interested. <laughs> my dog weren't having it. So I fucked him. Fuck my life. Can you imagine being like his, his first girlfriend and thinking, oh God, I was his, yeah. I was his rebound from the dog. <laughs> the dog turned him down. So he came to me. That explains why he liked my long floppy ears and wet nose. <laughs> and then I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't take care of his sexual needs well enough that he went and fucked the dog. He had to go and fuck the egg. <laughs> Oh my god! Did you imagine like hearing this? What's worse, right? Finding out that <laughs> your college you were... boyfriend cheated on you with a dolphin. No, no, it was worse. <laughs> Finding out that your first partner um, <laughs> be- was gay after you broke up, or finding out that after you broke up, they went and fucked a dolphin. <laughs> Definitely like dolphin. a dolphin. Yeah. Definitely a dolphin thing. I just... <sighs> I can understand, like. Oh, so that's why I couldn't give you an orgasm. I get it. It's all fine. That yeah, I didn't have flippers. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. but no, like I, you know, I didn't have breasts and a vagina. I get it. I, I understand. There's something that other people, that women can give you that I can't. <laughs> I get it. It all makes sense. But what can a dolphin give you that I can't? <laughs> it's that wetsuit feeling. Yeah, Let's imagine that. It's like... Yeah, yeah. It's like, dear Deirdre. Yeah, it's not like a dolphin can cook you dinner, run you a bath, wash an eye on your clothes for you. Like, really, don't take care of you. What can it's a dolphin like, offer you? Imagine you phone up your no, dolphin girlfriend. All right, we're going to have a dinner tonight. <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we'll, yeah, yeah, like, we'll, we'll, we'll go to yeah. that place you like does the fish. Yeah, yeah. The good seafood restaurant. <laughs> the good seafood restaurant. And they're just there in a tank on wheels. Just flat. Oh my god! Just not only are you raping the dolphin, but you're you're encouraging fish cannibalism. Yeah, just, just doing the little the thing they do with wine glasses where you interlink your arms and it's just a dolphin with its flipper. I'll make a sexual cannibal out of you yet, Mrs. Dolphin. If, if dolphins wore stockings. Would they wear them just on the tips of their, their tail fin or would they pull it right up and only wear one that went up to like their waist? Halfway up to their waist. Halfway up to their waist, okay. We're asking the important questions yeah. here. A dolphin in a ball gag. <laughs> would the ball gag go in its mouth or in its blow? On its <laughs> And you wouldn't need a whip, would you? Because it could just use its towel to spank you. It's just got, got built in like spanking paddles. <laughs> I'm suddenly look like literally thinking. I think I think this degenerate was onto a good thing. I was going to say, hang on a minute. No, don't you do any internet searches while you're on my Wi-Fi. No, that's all right. We're going to get serious now. We started with the fun one. We started with the fun one. Now we're going to get super serious, right? I was raped by a dolphin. <laughs> the other side of the story. Yeah. No, super serious. Time traveller. <laughs> such a dick you really are <laughs> time traveller Donald Trump <laughs> no. no time traveller from 2714 predicts alien attack and human fish life next year wait, um, wait the alien attack that's pretty passe for, for future predictions what fish people <laughs> wait it's gonna get 
Super serious. Oh God! Super serial. Um, Sometimes, guys, I, I I I listen back to this and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? <laughs> well, other people listen back to it week after week after week, and some of them are even willing to pay us a fiver a month to do it. So, I mean, that is that came as a massive shock to me that people are actually willing yeah. to give us real money on a on a recurring. Subscription basis. basis. Like, yeah, I'll pay for this entertainment. I was like, wow, A, it's entertainment. What? And B, you'll pay for it. <laughs> Holy thought, fuck. I thought this was just therapy for me. Can you fuck sentiments? Because I would fuck that sentiment. Yeah. <laughs> and it wouldn't be out commit suicide afterwards because it's not a real thing. It's an idea. Put that sentiment in a dolphin costume. <laughs> <laughs> With a single stocking pulled yeah, up its yeah. tail. <laughs> and a ball gag and a blowhole. A ball gag and its blowhole. <laughs> a Rooney will mouth fuck it to I will mouth fuck that fucker. Right. <clears throat> no, super serious. Uh, super serious, yeah. Alien invasion of fish people. <laughs> the social media time traveller. He's on <laughs> He's on a certain site that we don't use the name of anymore. Um, yep. That, that social media. The front page of the internet. No, 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 no. I'll still say Reddit. No, this one's... Um, okay. This one would keep Dow awake at night. What do clocks do? Oh, the cancer site. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, what? It was a, it was a tween girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have no proof they were that young. Bill no. <clears throat> <laughs> she has to go off for year nine the next day. <laughs> when no, she had to go in, no, she couldn't no. stay out late because she had to do her sats. <laughs> <laughs> Just just for clarity, guys, this is a joke. Our friend is not a paedophile. No, it's just because he... That we know of. <laughs> because he doesn't listen, we just feel free to... Like, yeah, we could just rip him a new one. That's what he gets for not listening. <laughs> or contacting us. Or though. contacting us for like the last 12 months. <laughs> we're not better, we're just arseholes. <laughs> Come on, super serious. All right, sorry, super serious. <clears throat> I want to hear so- about the fishmen. The social media time traveller who claims to be from 2714. Also, hang on. What is the best way to say that? Because obviously we say 2021. Is it 2714? Yeah, that's pretty much the best way to do it. Is either that or 2714? Yeah. Doesn't quite work, does it? stupid. All right, final time. I'll read this first paragraph. The social media time traveller who claims to be from 2714 also believes that free teens will open a portal to an alternate universe using a Tyrannosaurus Rex dinosaur egg in December. Of this year. I mean, for 2021, why the fuck not? A self-proclaimed time traveller predicted that a meteor shower would hit Earth, bringing aliens along with it in horrifying prophecy. Is it really a prophecy if it's just someone, some random guy on, on the internet? A random guy on the internet going, this is going to happen! Um... <coughs> this isn't the first time the account Aesthetic Time Warper has posted such a prediction in a bid to save humanity. The account has already made plenty of other predictions about the Earth, Daily Star reports. In July, they asked us to note five dates and events towards the end of 2021 and 2022. Uh, the Time Traveller believes that three teens will open a portal to an alternate universe using a T-Rex dinosaur egg in December. They also say that the mythical sunken city of Atlantis will be found in the Atlantic Ocean in 2022, housing human fish life. The account also claimed that NASA would find a mirrored Earth in August and that eight humans would receive superpowers from the extreme energy of the sun in October. 
Dibs, I want to be one of those. Yeah, me too. One of the account's predictions that caught a lot of attention was a clip that suggested that something amazing happens on August the 11th, 2021. They said, there will be a very large meteor shower that lasts for two weeks. It will be seen in the Northern Hemisphere, containing the Nozick message. N-O-Z-I-C? Nozick? Nozick, Nozick. One of the meteors will seem different than all the others. That is because it is a ship landing on Earth, starting preparations for the Nozick War. Sounds a bit like Heaven's Gate, right? It really does. Like the com- how comets come in and it's going to bring the aliens with it. Sounds a bit like 1960s sci-fi. Yeah. Many too were quick to voice their opinion on the theory, with one user even calling out the social media user, whose account has over 3.9 million likes and 611,000 followers, writing, first thing I would do as a time traveller, create a... A second user joked that it was going to happen, right? Oh my God, this is fucking terrible. (laughs) A second user joked that it was... Going to happen, right? When they turn on the 5G. <laughs> it's not... If you're quoting what someone's written, you can take words out where it don't make sense, right? And it's still a quote. Yeah, usually. Um, so you could take the word right out. Thing in there. So, it, it, so it would read, a second user joked that it was going to happen when they turn on the 5G. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking idiots. Um, with another person adding, nothing is said has come true. Tell us something legit. <laughs> so yeah, he makes all these ridiculous like claims, like fish people and alien invasions in meteor showers. Doesn't predict things like, I don't know, for instance, COVID, Australian wildfires. This is where it gets interesting, though. The account has had its fair share of hate and hit back, saying many of you still don't believe I am a real time traveller. So remember these five dates, and then it just goes. The article continues without actually naming the dates. So are the dates top secret? Are they holding back this information in case something might actually happen? Is there a conspiracy Is inside conspiracy? the bullshit conspiracy? Illuminati yeah. confirmed. Um, and then he goes on to talk about some guy that's found a uh, empty city in Spain, filmed it, and now claims to be from the year 2027. And <laughs> he uploads videos of an empty Spanish city every day as his proof. Um, <laughs> so what do we think? Atlantis is going to rise and then we're going to... Uh, fish people, fish people, fish people for the win. Will they Will they be like... <laughs> will they be like mermaids? Or or will they be like fish I was thinking legs? more like uh, Aquaman. Like Aquaman. So just regular people. With that, gills. With so gills. they can breathe underwater. Oh, that'd be weird. Gills are weird. And if they like come that. from Atlantis, obviously they're going to be like thousands of years old. Well, I mean, their ancestors would have... No, because cause you don't age underwater. I don't know. I just I'm sorry, what? Did you do a stupid? <laughs> this guy, just making shit up left, right and centre. He's That's got 3.9 million likes. That's what we need to do. 611,000 fucking followers. And we sit here, again, I say it every week, we do a fairly good <laughs> podcast week after week. And we've got about 12 followers. How? We you need to start making up. shit up. If you live underwater, you do not age. You do not age. Like those Greenland sharks. Yes. That are like fucking hundreds Thousands. of years old. Lobsters never die. Never die. They're immortal. They're all, because it, they live underwater. Because they live underwater. And NASA's hiding it from you. Yeah. We're going to set up a touch jig. 
and then yeah. we can we can make these proclamations. And if they come true, they become prophecies, and we become prophets. Can you? Can we? Can is it just because everyone's on the at the moment, and that's yeah. why I like, and they're just following everyone. Kids, well, these bullshit eyes. <laughs> I mean, we've never <laughs> talked any bullshit in our lives. Everything we say is true. Everything we say is totally, totally 100% fact. Even you can't if lie I claim to internet. have a micro penis and a giant cock in the same episode. You don't know I ain't got one of each. Yeah, he's he's one of those weirdos. He's like a, a rampant rabbit, but in human form. <laughs> the little one's <laughs> got ears. micro penis is just a clit stimulator. Yeah, exactly. Thanks for spelling it out for everyone there, mate. <laughs> You know Stacey's never <laughs> even seen a rampant rabbit. We've got no, to explain yeah, true. those things to her. I mean, Mrs. her, her child was Immaculate Conception, so... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Stace. Stacey has had sex once in her life. <laughs> <laughs> Can we not have this conversation? Because she is going to tell us off. We are going to get a message in the Space Monkey group and she's going to tell us off. All, and I don't want to get told off. Well, Caps, it was fucking Immaculate Conception. <laughs> It was immaculate conception because he put it in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted a brand, baby. No, we can't go there again. We can't go there we again. We can't go there again. Anyway. Um, um, let me drink some coffee. This is what happens when you bring this bullshit, okay? We have to try and rescue it by making inappropriate comments yeah, about our friends. we have a serious conversation about how... The lamest of people get hundreds of thousands of followers on, and we get 12. Is it because podcasts are just outdated now? Yeah, we're not cool. If we'd done this three years ago when podcasts were cool. We need to get, we need to get on the... Amy's on there. Yeah, well, she should she upload, some... Just uploads pictures of La- uh, videos of Lando. Touching appreciation videos. She, she showed me one earlier. She uploaded... There's one of uh, Cody. And... I bet she's, she just does videos of Lando. I bet she's got more fucking followers well, she, than She us. did... Um, she did. She showed me there was one of of Cody, and that had like twelve views. Yeah, there was one of her doing something. Topless. It had two. No, she wasn't topless. Oh. Otherwise, she'd have got I more views. I would have got on there. You'd been there setting up multiple accounts. Yeah. Um, and then there's one of Lando, which has one thousand seven hundred and thirty. <laughs> it's just like, and she uploaded that like yesterday afternoon. She uploaded one of Cody yesterday evening, and there's just like twelve. Yeah. 1,700, just like... Maybe it's the time difference. Like, people just the like first dogs. one might... Yeah, admittedly, especially even like, you know, demon fucking dogs. <laughs> but it could be that she did it, she posted the first one in the afternoon, and that was morning or afternoon in America. Yeah, it could like, be. Either somewhere else in the world. <laughs> and the one she did in the evening was I actually... I because she's done others, and like the oh, dog okay. ones all get thousands of, of views, and the can others get, are just like, eh. Can we do Lando doing... We have Lando because we have to have to have a dog, right? Yeah, we have a dog in it. We uh, we give Lando a cool voice like, "Hello, my name is Lando," and then we do a video of Lando, and then you ventri- you ventriloquist behind him, and you do a touch like appreciation post, a touching appreciation post, according according <coughs> to the world famous podcast Touching, the world is gonna be overrun. With fish people. Fish people. Because they By don't 2023, because they've lived forever and they've they been watching age. us and studying our weaknesses. Yeah. And the first person they're taking out is Jason Momoa. <laughs> because they didn't like him in Aqua. No, no, even they... No, they, they, Jason Momoa's number two. Number one is Amber Heard. Because okay. that cunt needs to be taken down. 
So uh, they're going to fuck her up. Then they're coming for Jason Momoa and the rest of the cast. Okay. <laughs> but even, even angry fish people don't like Amber Heard. So, you know, if you do, go home and rethink your life. Um, they Maybe did, uh, drink they, some bleach. They did say that um, Ben Affleck gets to live because he was the bomb in Phantom Show. <laughs> <laughs> right now, somewhere. <laughs> Matt Damon is secretly planning to dispose of Ben Affleck and take his place. <laughs> Somewhere there's one person that got that reference that's going, he was the bomb in Phantom Show. <laughs> right, I got one more article. Oh, God. Before we slip and slide into too much bullshit. This one... <laughs> this that one. ship may have sailed. Um, this one is um, slightly serious. Well, I just don't believe you anymore because you said no. This is super serious, and then immediately busted out. No, this man. one. This is a real. This somebody told me about this. I was at work on Sunday, and um, somebody come in and was like, "Oh my god, did you hear about this?" I just read it, and I was like, "Where did? Where? Like, that's bizarre. Where did you read this? It's like everywhere." So chances are you may have already heard about it. Okay. Morgue worker admits to having sex with up to one hundred dead women. I had not heard this. No, apparently it was everywhere. This is an article from The Independent, which is why, you know, serious. This is, this is like some highbrow shit here, guys. This Put is, your monocles on. This is what I was planning to open. This was the intro, the warm-up for... This was the warm-up. God, I the shudder to think what was going to be the follow-up to this. bumper, brilliant, over-the-top, cool, extravaganza of touching, which is going to be fucking women. because we got let down. All about fucking women in big fridges. Kenneth Douglas told Colt he he would just get on top of them and pull my pants down. So you know he's American. Because he called trousers pants. A man has admitted to having sex with up to 100 corpses, some of whom were murder victims, while he was drunk or high on drugs. The fuck? I mean, admittedly, I've, you know, I've banged some people. I've banged like at least one girl that might as well have been a corpse. She did that much. <laughs> I think we've all been there. Yeah, I wasn't in a relationship with this person I mean, whatsoever. The, the, by the way, the key Disclaimer. is the key <laughs> is to make sure that they're awake. It's a one-off. It's a one-off. Oh no, she was awake. Of <laughs> <laughs> beady little eyes burrowing into my soul told me she was awake. She was late then. <laughs> Super serious, guys. Very serious article. Reggie likes to fuck women who pretend to be corpses. No, I just made all that up. I've only ever had the best sex those three times I had sex. Those three times you had sex? Yeah, all missionary, all cracking. One of them was a dog. Um, No. Woof, woof. One of them times I broke a bed, but let's not get in trouble. (laughs) Kenneth Kenneth Douglas, 60, worked as a morgue attendant in Ohio, USA, between 1976 and 1992 where he committed the sexual crimes against the dead women while working the night shift. Um, He admitted to sexually abusing the cadavers of three women between 1991 and 1992, two of which were murder victims, and disclosed in a deposition that he had sex with up to 100 corpses over a period of 16 years. I would just get on top of them and pull my pants down, he is seen telling the court in a deposition video obtained by WCPO, I don't know who that is. The former morgue attendant's crimes have only come to light in their entirety after the family of Douglas's victims were told they could sue Hamilton County in Ohio by a federal appeals court. Uh, 
The county now faces a federal lawsuit and huge legal bills after a panel cited evidence that Douglas's supervisors knew he was getting drunk and having sex with corpses <coughs> while on the job. <laughs> if I hadn't had anything to drink when I went into work, it wouldn't happen, he said in his disposition. I would do crack and go in and drink and go in. The fuck? First. Before we even get to the fucking the corpses, why on earth are you letting people come to work in a morgue drunk or high on crap? Why, didn't work at, if why I are you even locked up to work drunk? I would, I would. <laughs> Me too. Be lucky to avoid being fired. I'd be lucky to you know make it down the M11. Well, we knew that, yeah. Get to work, but if I turn up to work drunk or high on crack, <laughs> I'd be sacked. Jesus. I mean, to be fair, I wouldn't have even got hired in the first place. <laughs> His wife said in the deposition... Oh, my God, he's married. She alert, She attempted to alert the morgue supervisor, claiming that Douglas would return after work, smelling like sex and alcohol. <coughs> he said, whatever happens on county time and on county property is county business, she claimed. Whoa, so his boss knew about it and just told his wife, fuck off, this is county business, yeah. your, that your husband is literally fucking corpses. If you can't get him to stop, stop fucking corpses and you're married to I mean, him... Man, how bad in bed must she have been? Yeah. Maybe she was just too warm for him. Maybe she was just, you know, too energetic and what he really liked was just like... The, just to lay there. Just lay there, cold, unmoving. Yeah. The county has claimed the abuse like of the ex. women. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Because... <laughs> No, we've already ripped her once this episode. Oh, okay. Twice in one episode is too much. Okay, the child's toy. Um, the county has claimed the abuse of the women were... Hang on. The county has claimed the abuse of the women were the unknown criminal act of an employee and that it should not be... Read that sentence for me. It makes no sense. The county has claimed the abuse of the women were the unknown criminal act of an employee and that it should not be held liable. Does that make sense? Yeah, kind of. Mm. I'm not you. I'm not like a grammar Nazi or anything else. It's just I like my sentences to make sense. Yeah. They're basically saying, look, they were the act of an unknown employee. It's not our fault that he was fucking corpses. (laughs) So even though the boss is like, what happens on county time is county business. What happens in county time stays in county time. (laughs) The county are like, fuck that. Fuck that, no. (laughs) Fuck that. We don't know who he is. He just turns up and fucks them. High on crack. Do you know what I mean? He don't even work here. Uh, Douglas wasn't discovered until 2008 when his semen was found on a murder victim, the 19-year-old Karen Range, who was killed by a door-to-door salesman. Her killer, David Stephan, admitted to her murder but denied the rape charge made against him. Douglas admitted to having having had sex with Range's corpse when she died in 1992. Her body had been slashed and she was reportedly nearly decapitated. I I mean... I'm going to say something now, guys, that's going to sound questionable. Fucking corpses is bad, but fucking a corpse... I mean, that's bad enough, you know, yeah. just fucking a corpse if it's it's know, died of natural causes or something. But fucking one that's been slashed and stabbed and all that bullshit. The fuck? Your head is basically... You're going to be there looking at their cold, dead face with just this gaping gash across their neck. Her body was. Her body had been slashed and she was reportedly nearly decapitated just, so her head is almost it's hanging flapping. off as you're going there you're like you're laying some carpet her head is just flapping off like 
rolling side to side, unconnected, like a magic eight ball on steroids. This article does go on and on and on. But I'm I not think sure I really want to get any. You can tell this is, this, is a, this is a proper yeah. article rather than something by the mail because they've actually each line had new information. Oh yeah, they didn't report the same. And it goes on for fucking ever. Yeah, and I'm but, not really sure I want to begin. <laughs> Further into it because whilst I, admit, I admittedly I went wow that's fucked up we can laugh at that I don't really <laughs> want to laugh at it anymore I just I mean right what I'm taking away from this is it's fucking bullshit um, and old men should all just be shot because yeah. in their youth they all did fucked up things yeah so basically if you're over the age of sixty right now how boom boom just just how if they knew why didn't they just sack him it's just insane it's like Oh, fuck. Like, I just can't get my head... It's like you working at McDonald's and it's like, yeah, so this guy's semen was found in all of our Big Macs. Yeah. And then uh, the, the super, you're going to the supervisor and going, my husband is literally fucking your burgers and your customers are eating his semen. Listen, love, what happens on Ronald's time stays in Ronald's time, all right? Just fuck off, yeah? And then, like, later on, when it all comes out, <laughs> um, going, oh, well, you know, yeah, we knew he was doing it, but... Whatever. Yeah, much, we just didn't care. E- it's much easier to have this conversation when we replace dead women with burgers. With burgers, yeah. Because yeah, it yeah. makes me sound less... Yeah, well played. I, yeah. I like that. Yeah, so... <laughs> it's like... <sighs> They'll be like, well, what do you think goes in the special sauce? <laughs> what do you think gives it that special salty kick? <laughs> do you want to know what goes in the special sauce? D. D. D's nuts! Um... <laughs> So again, let me reach out to you. If you fuck corpses, yeah. just go die in a hole. Like, at the end of the day, right, I know it might not be easy to get sex off a living human being. Like, but... You we can, know! We've been trying for years! Like, unless you're completely against the idea of it, like we are, you can pay for it. There are women in the world... Like, like we are. Uh, I'll thank you not to put words in my mouth. All right. I would pay someone to fuck me. I just don't need to. I wouldn't ever pay for sex. I am not that desperate. Like, I would lose. I have a very small modicum of self-respect, and that would be thrown out the window. See, that's where you're going wrong. When you have an excess of self-respect... Hang on. (laughs) All men pay for sex. Whoa. goes without saying. No, no, you do. (laughs) You take a girl out for dinner... You're not really paying for the dinner. You're paying in order to go home with them at the end of the night. I don't think you can say that anymore. You're going to get us cancelled. Oh. Because that's like one of the big things at the moment. If is a girl like... doesn't want to have sex at the end of the day, then she pays half. At least. <laughs> Guys, this is not this is not me. Okay? He does not re- represent the not, news of touching. Is no. that not the contract? The contract. No, you stop pay, talking. You pay for dinner. Stop they talking. They open their legs. Oh my god, you can't say that! You take any girl on a date, you're kind of painful. Look at how Femi Nazis beating the fucking door down, baying for our blood. You can't, no, you literally can't it's say right, that. I'll, no, that's not right. It's all right, I'll, I'll pick up the women, the women next week. I'll talk about Anne Bonny, the <laughs> prostitute pirate. Prostitute come pirate. Oh, and how it's okay because uh, come on, stop. it's okay that Calico Jack wanted to fuck her because, you know, he bought her dinner once. <laughs> It's every man pays for sex, whether they actually pay for the act or not. And when you get a prostitute, you're not really paying for the sex. I've been you're paying, paying for it for nearly eight years now. You're, you're paying for them to leave afterwards. <laughs> so, all that said and done, I still wouldn't pay for sex. You still I still pay for wouldn't sex. be like, how much for a blowjob? 20 quid. Okay, there's 20 quid. 
That's the bloke came into. There you go. Unzip. All oh, right. So, I, so that's the line, is it? Yeah. I, I just, yeah. I, I'll pay for it in uh, non-traditional ways of you know paying for dates and buying flowers and all that shit. You know, giving a fuck about Valentine's Day and stuff like that. But I, hang on a minute. In that the case, contract is in that case, your ex needs a fucking refund because. <laughs> You never gave a fuck about Valentine's Day. No, that's true. <laughs> but I did give a fuck about... No, not much. Hence not much. No, it. exactly. Yeah, hence the reason she is an ex. Yeah. And they are, they are all in the past tense. And she's happy now. <laughs> um, yeah. But if if the con- contract was, you pay me this amount for sex, I'm, I, I can't do it. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm above that. I'm oh, bad, I'm not about fucking anything. That. I mean, anything that's consenting. Obviously, I won't fuck a dolphin or a family dog or a corpse. But I might corp- fuck a burger, but that would be a, a waste. A corpse can't say no, though. <laughs> Neither can drunk girls, like, but that doesn't make it okay. <laughs> you know? Just putting it out there, a dolphin can't say no. Well, like, it, this is... I never really thought about it back in the day. Like, we'd go out and... Fuck corpses. <laughs> <laughs> No, we but we'd go out and because we were a bit drunk, oh, we were trash most of the time. Yeah, we were. If the other wrecked. person had been drinking, I never it never once crossed my mind that like no. I could wake up the next day and then be like, I don't remember last night. What the fuck did you? Uh, what did we? In- Until like footballers started getting accused of rape because they you know they bought a gun home from the club. Yeah. And now I'm terrified. Now I'm like I want to breathalyze the test. Well, breathalyzer test. Uh, I have a contract here yeah. that you are signing. <laughs> just like an ISIS style video. Insta- I consent to intercourse with Reggie Solo of my own free will and without coercion. Yeah. I am above the legal age of consent and I am not intoxicated. Do you know in certain Hollywood <coughs> circles they only ever have sex if it's on camera. The only way they would have sex with a girl wow. is if they film it. Because right. that's the only way they Got can an idea. Go, Yeah, that's the only way they can prove Without a shadow of a doubt, if that girl wakes up the next day and thinks, oh, I can get a paycheck I can get out, of some this, money out of this, then he can go, ha ha, here's the video. Have so you... basically, fuck any Hollywood celebrities and you're making your own porn. Yeah. I am totally on board with that. And I, but, but I guess yeah, I've got to take not... a note to tell Amy we need to set up some cameras yeah. in the bedroom. It's the only way I'm doing it from now. In fact, I'm looking bedroom, at two cameras the living room, right now. Everywhere. One, <laughs> yeah. Everywhere I am in this room, I'm on camera. The, yeah, there are a couple of cameras in this room. Yeah. <laughs> um, None of them are turned on, though. How many home pawns have you made? I've never made one. Can I just come up, come up in here and ask a man after after talking about fucking corpses and dolphins? So how many home pornos is made? At least a couple. You avoid. You can't just answer. You can't just ask <laughs> yeah, about that. You avoid an answering. So I'm avoiding answering couple. the question. That means at least a couple. <laughs> how many have you made with other people? In? <laughs> <laughs> Can't just come up in here and ask a man how many pornos he's made for other people. Uh, at least a couple of them. Right. <laughs> oh, I thought this was going to be. I was somewhere a... out there. There's a there's a there's a flip phone that's just just chock full of the shit. Just I got no fucking I got no fucking clue where it is because it got lost after I stopped using it. But it's out there somewhere. Give me a code name for the girl that was in on the flip phone what kind of era I can't give it? you code names because it's, there's just quite a limited pool of people to draw from Look, what kind of era was it I can just edit this out so yeah it was oh, and I can't say anything more than that. that what about the swimmer the swimmer yeah I never fucked Ross from Friends <laughs> <laughs> right 
Let's stop delving into my sexual proclivities. Oh, but that's my, that's my most enjoyable part. Yes, I know it is. But sooner or later, you're going to get me in trouble. Um, I'll start the rest of all Amy. <laughs> it's all just Amy. Yeah. I've just got terabytes of, of Amy porn. That's why she's still with me. She's terrified she'll leave me and I'll just send that shit out to like everyone we've ever met. So she just suffers in suffers her depression. She just suffers her. She just she's just gradually self medicating no, herself not, into oblivion. I'm not, I'm not laughing. <laughs> I am. She's my fiance. I'm allowed yeah, to. She's a good friend of mine. See, man. see, I may pay for sex, but she pays too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crippling anxiety and depression. Exactly. Of living with you. Swings and roundabouts. Swings and roundabouts. Don't to realise. How much me and Amy actually have in common? What, what's, what's to say? What you, what you win on the cards, you lose on the horses. Um, <laughs> so we watched a film this week. So we watched a film this week that has nothing to do with dolphins dead. Well, it did have some dead people, but they weren't fucking them. And now I specifically <laughs> chose this film for one of our guests. Oh my God, stop harping all about it. Look, he doesn't want to be your friend anymore, okay? He was trying to find a polite way of saying it, but he fucking hates you. And yeah... <laughs> Another one. Oh, fuck off, Jonah. <laughs> I'm a fucking sweetheart. I'm America's sweetheart. <laughs> J-Bone. <laughs> right, you got to tell me, he's great in this film. I have some notes on him about this in this he's film. He's great in this film. <clears throat> so, without further ado, this week... This is the end. Dun, dun, dun. My it really is tragic. Friend. In fact, it's probably criminal that they didn't use that anywhere in this film. Yeah. So, yeah, we watched This is the End. I was waiting for it on the, uh, on the credits. Yeah. This is the end. Do, 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 my own. Do you remember some of them, um, should we call them Hazy Nights? I, I do. At Jury's house. Listening. Yes. And that, like, the sun would be coming up. And you'd be laying there half awake, half asleep, and suddenly... Stones out of your the, mind. Oh, that's why I said hazy. It was gone and done. The statute of limitations has expired by now. Yeah, but, you know, people still judge you. Um, <laughs> hey, I see what you did there. Yeah. So, where we'd be, stoned, half awake, <laughs> half asleep, the sun would be coming up, and all of a sudden you'd hear, this is the end. Never have I been in a more ominous situation in my entire yeah. life. It would happen every fucking time. You'd sort of, oh, the worst ones when you'd fall asleep and the verve would be playing. And then you'd wake up. And then you'd wake up to this is the end. Because it would all go, the album would end. And then, yeah. like, I'm, I'm not even entirely sure who it was that did it, but every fucking time that would be what woke you up and you'd be like, the fuck? Yeah. Am I dying? <laughs> is this it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. um, so. it's a good job we've chatted for shit for, shit, shit for fucking ages because yeah. whilst I have quite a bit of uh, trivia I have very few notes on this film because I, uh, I was just enjoying watching it this is the last time I'm going to mention it but I, yeah, I was so pissed off last night I didn't do my <laughs> entertainment watch so I just literally watched it this morning uh, I so I've only got four pages of notes because I, I kept getting into the film I yeah I I was apparently laughing very loudly. I watched it um, Thursday night up here. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the others complained that I was laughing too much and too loudly. <laughs> but anyway, let's get into some trivia. So, it was released the 12th of June in 2013 with a preview showing on the 3rd of the same month in the same year. Old? Yeah. Uh... I know. Um, I remember seeing this, like, Watching it when it came on Netflix and being like, wow, yeah, man, it's a cool modern yeah, film. Yeah, I didn't see this at the cinema. I think no, I no, saw no. it. 
I did I see it? No, I didn't see it at the cinema. I think Ash said to me, have you seen it? I said no, and he's like, you've got to watch this film, you'll love it. Mm. So I went away and watched it. I think we only watched it because Amy went through a, a, a James Franco phase and was like, oh my God, we need to watch this. Is that before she realised that she was too old for him? <laughs> ah, he's old these days. Yeah, but he, <laughs> he's tasting women, isn't he? <laughs> I mean, if you were James Franco... Or... <laughs> Uh, but anyway, we are getting into that. We've 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 crossed enough shaky bridges as it is today. Um, had a budget of thirty. <laughs> <I suppose. laughs> Slightly underrated girls are better than dolphins. And <laughs> Big up James Franco. Big up James Franco because he could have just fucked a court. He's not the worst person we're talking about. Today's yeah, episode. well done. Um, <laughs> had a budget of thirty-two million US dollars. <laughs> He's broken himself, guys. He's literally just here, bouncing up and down in the seat. Sorry. <laughs> right, sorry, I'll, I'll get it together. Oh, my God. Um, just... <laughs> well, he's not the worst person we talked about on today's episode. I yeah. mean, it's all alleged, obviously. I'm obviously, not, I'm yeah, not but, saying anything. But when, when, some, when, a, when a Hollywood celebrity fucking alleged underage... Um, Girls. Girls. He's not the worst he's, person he's we've far from the worst person we've discussed, and we've only been recording for about an hour. It's pretty fucked up. It's, it, so, right? it, it kind of sets the bar pretty low. <laughs> now I guess so. Like, thank God I sidestepped I, I side <laughs> that this week. <laughs> um, <laughs> Did we need the extra LEDs? It's getting quite dark in here because oh, okay. it's quite dismal outside, so I put the put the LEDs on. Um, even though that strip up there is broken, um, this is what I get for buying them from China for like is fucking that a Harley eight quid. Quinn baseball bat. It is, yes. Yeah. Why is it aimless? Yes. Oh, okay. About well, it was fifty percent of the stuff in oh. here, but it's probably now about thirty percent of the stuff in here is hers. I remember to say please <laughs> the next time I watch someone at Amy. <laughs> I don't want to get baseball bat. Anyway, a budget of thirty-two million US dollars. Box office, 126 million US dollars. Oh, so they made what? Uh, six, uh, 94 million. <laughs> 94 profit. million in awesome. profit. Uh, written and directed by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Yep. Starring, and you'll have to forgive me, celebrities, but I've only stuck to the main names that were on the Wikipedia page rather than trying to list you all. Okay. James Franco, Jonah Hill, Seth Rogen, Jay Baruchel. Danny McBride, Craig Robinson, Michael Sarah, Channing Tatum, and Emma Watson. Big up Emma Watson. Big up Emma Watson. Um, the film is partially based on Jay and Seth versus the Apocalypse, which yeah. was a short film created by Seth Rogen, Goldberg, and Jason Stone back in 2007. Okay. And talking about why they made the film, uh, Rogen and Goldberg told interviewers that, and we quote... We always wanted to do a movie where people played themselves and something extraordinary happens. The initial version of the film was Seth Rogen and Buster Rhymes were filming a music video in a film uh, and a film respectively on the Sony lot and Ant-Men attack from the center of the earth. Now that sounds like a fucking good film. <laughs> oh, wait, Buster Rhymes. What yeah. the fuck happened to Buster Rhymes? Oh, he's still out there. He's still Is doing he? his thing. Yeah, he's still yeah, making okay. his money. Yeah. I haven't. I mean, I, I don't watch the the MTV and the the hip no, hop. I, so, I, I think at one point he his popularity peaked enough that he would be part of our kind of sphere. Yeah. Of, and then he kind of just went back to being yeah. like reasonably famous. 
instead okay. of world famous, world famous. which oh, it was yeah, for like I see, yeah. 18 months. Functionally famous. He's still out there, still making his money, still doing his thing. Big up Buster Rhymes. <clears throat> now, you made you, it. You made it and then you disappeared. Together um, we made it. Shut up. We made it even though we had our backs up against this Lincoln Park and Buster Rhymes song. I have no idea what you're talking uh, about. I'm just going to assume you suffered a blow to the head. Okay. Uh, during filming... I've done a lot of singing today. I should you really have. stop considering. You're really not musical I have person. the worst fucking voice <laughs> in the world. Yeah. Uh, during filming, Emma Watson left the set due to scenes being improvised that she felt uncomfortable with. Not the rape scene. So, no. Oh. Such as the progression of the graphic nature of the scenes involving Daniel McBride as a cannibal and his sex slave, Channing Tatum. <laughs> no. Rogan confirmed this, stating it was... An overall shitty situation, and it must have been hard for her to say something. Elaborating, I'm very sorry and disappointed it happened, and I wish I had done more to prevent it. Prevent what? <clears throat> Basically, Danny One McBride. One of the funny parts of the film. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't, I've got some statistics Come here on, on how much of this was... It was ad-libbed, and basically they just had fun with it but okay, Danny so McBride what, kind of took it too far what apparently. we actually see is the acceptable version that's the sanitised version oh okay I was going to yeah. say that like this film a lot of the humour in this film I feel kind of is a lot like touchy humour the yes. shit we say is so ridiculous as I've pointed out that one time that I felt the need to say <laughs> it in my fake Rooney Centre fake voice note <laughs> bit like everything is so ridiculous that anybody with two brain cells knows it's knows a fucking it's, it's joke. bullshit yeah i mean no it's totally true because you can't lie on the internet oh yeah again i'm giving no. serious eyes to the yeah. microphone here <laughs> no one lies on the internet no one lies on the internet uh during production the film's working title was the apocalypse which was later changed to the end of the world Okay. The name was then changed to This Is The End on December the 20th, 2012. Now, bearing in mind, that's only like yeah. six months before it came out. Um, upon the release of its first trailer and poster, this was done at the request of Rogan's Paul co-star and friend, Simon Pegg, oh, okay. who wrote to Rogan in concern that The End of the World was very World's similar end. to his comedy film, The World's yeah. End, which was also released in summer 2013 and centred around an apocalypse with an ensemble cast. As The World's End was the name of a key location in that film, yeah. Peg was worried that he couldn't change the name of his film. So Rogan changed the name of his. Could you imagine being so, not powerful, but, you know, having so many friends in high places that you could just, you could just, like, send an email to, to Seth Rogan and be and like, go, Can you I change know the name you've written this film cause... and you've got a name for it and you're about to, you know, spend 20 million on on marketing but I've got this film and it's a bit similar well, can yeah. you imagine being Seth Rogen and going yeah okay yeah. <laughs> oh you know Seth Rogen he's probably like <laughs> no yeah that's fine yeah, mate. that's oh, fine yeah. yeah yeah what are we going to call it this is the end yeah, yeah send an email <laughs> what are we going to call it oh, I don't know but I'm just basically smoking roach this yeah. is the end yeah. boom <laughs> um Director Evan Goldberg created a game for himself during filming. Okay. The goal of the game was to get as many cast members as possible to say, no, I can't do that, or get them to refuse to do something. According to Goldberg, the only people he was not able to break were James Franco and Seth Rogen. Oh, I bet, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I can picture those two just going, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> can you imagine what it was he asked Michael Sarah to do? <laughs> that he actually said no to. Yeah. Considering what he actually does in this film. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Most of the scenes in James Franco's house were actually filmed in his actual recently built house. Oh, okay. Um, as such, most of the artwork seen on the walls was actually painted by James Franco. Oh, okay. So yep. even the James Franco stuff over. Yep. I imagine he painted them himself, yeah. Yep, uh, a, a did, lot of it he did. Uh, did he make the giant dick? Uh, no, he didn't make the giant oh. dick. A lot of the paintings that were done, he did, and they were influenced by his previous films. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, because I, I did see the massive freaks and geeks. Yeah. yeah. I, did try and, I did try and find out if uh, he painted them specifically for the film. Or whether he's he just, just that self uh, self absorbed, but I I couldn't find confirmation oh, okay. either way. So I'm ever, just going to say that that's just how he decorates have his you house. Ever seen freaks and geeks. I have not. No. No, I've heard nothing but good stuff about it. Yeah. I will go I'll, and find. I'll it. add it to the list. Yeah. Initially, Michael Sarah was not actually slapping Rihanna's ass. Oh, okay. But um, but rather making the motion and yeah. stopping right before touching her. As a result of the enclosed space forcing awkward camera angles, the scene was not working on camera because it looked too fake. Eventually, Sarah asked Rihanna if he could actually slap her. She said yes, but on the condition that she'd be allowed to really slap him across the face each time they had to shoot the scene. Sarah agreed, but Rihanna neglected to mention, much to Sarah's chagrin, that she would be slapping Sarah harder with each additional take. Which is why in that scene... Yeah, he goes flying. He goes flying because she gives him a mean slap across yeah. the face. I mean, to be fair, it would probably be worth it to slap Rihanna's ass. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. To just breathe the same rarefied air as Rihanna. Oh. I wouldn't go that far, but she oh, does have a very nice bottom. Uh, the main cast took significant pay cuts in order to help Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg save money for the budget. Oh, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, Rogan and Goldberg originally wanted uh, a $45 million budget. Yeah. But Sony was so nervous about the plot of the film yeah. and the fact they just kill off all these celebrities. So original. <laughs> yeah, that they would only give them $32 million. Hollywood is scared by originality because there's no... There's no, no safety net. ...precedent. There's no... Okay, so... We've got these two bankable stars. We've got this yep. film that's kind of like this film. So if we, we can kind of work on this model to see what we'll get back. Yeah. And now before we can work out the budget, with it with originality, they're like, you got how many celebrities in it? <laughs> they all die. Uh, they're all and going you, by their real names. Michael Sarah does what? Yeah. yeah. We'll, um, what's, the, what's the smallest amount? Yeah, we'll give you We'll 32. give you the minimum, yeah. Um, the role played by Emma Watson was originally written for Mila Kunis. Oh, okay. Which is a shame, because I fucking love no, Mila Kunis. I, I like Mila Kunis, but I much prefer that. Yeah, like, my favourite line in this film wouldn't happen if, <laughs> if, she, if it wasn't Emma Watson. <laughs> Jay Baruchel admitted that despite all of the hilarity and the over-the-top nature of the film, making the movie was actually therapeutic because he felt that some of the arguments and confrontations in the movie were, on some level, things that the actors have actually wanted to say to each other at some point. But which... he doesn't go on to tell you what parts, What right? parts, yeah. no. He doesn't specify so does... what parts with whom. But... He does it. He gives a good interview, right? Because he'll give you... He'll hint at it. Gives you won't... enough. Yeah, that you'll be sitting there going, right, does he hate Joan Hill? Is there beef between him and Seth Rogen? <laughs> Like, do they all hate Danny McBride? <laughs> I think everyone hates Danny McBride. <laughs> yeah. he, he, gives, he gives a good interview. 
Yeah, that is that is big really up, good interview. Big technique. up Jackie Barrashell. I'm gonna take that on board in case I ever have to give an interview. Yeah, yeah, I think that the yeah, uh, the subject episodes really, really work. Yeah, certain things that really does are really annoying me. <clears throat> now, on a completely different subject, right? Have you ever read about this guy that fucks dolphins? Fuck dolphins. <laughs> um, <laughs> in an interview <coughs> with the Rod Ryan Show on Houston. Houston radio station 94.5, The Buzz. I don't know why I included the entire radio station name on there. Craig Robinson revealed that Jonah Hill improvised asking for a bite of the Milky Way. Oh, really? The other actors improvised the following conversation regarding who gets to eat the Milky Way. And according to different sources, large sections of the movie were ad-libbed. Yeah. Um, Some sources put it at 85% of the film being ad-libbed. Seth Rogen puts it at a slightly more conservative... 50% 50% of the film oh, yeah, being because ad-libbed. Because he still wants his paycheck. It's like... Never being a writer, right? Well, Evan Goldberg is the one that gives the 85%... Oh, really? ...ad-lib thing. And it's like... Oh, and there's various other people have said, yeah, you know, like 80% of that film we just made up on the spot. Yeah, this film strikes me as one where they were like, look, we have a, we have a very loose set of scenes yeah. to tell this story. Now, the story's pretty... The premise and everything else is, is pretty two-dimensional yeah so we have we don't have to have a lot of exposition we don't have to tell a lot of story yeah as long as they know there's a party the end of the world happens and then at the end we might need to tighten it up a bit when they start getting saved and going to hell. yeah but between the beginning <laughs> and that part just do your thing just do your thing and there's it's, so many funny people it's scripted in improv film. isn't it it's what we yeah. used to do at college yeah just Taken to the nth degree, basically, because they're good. Yeah. And, yeah. Incredible. Most some, of my college of course weren't. Um, it's basically what this podcast is a lot of the time. We're not even scripted, though. You come with... We have... I have an idea, but, like, we don't even really have a framework. We have. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we just improv the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we, can... we have... This is the end goal. Yeah. Get there. And we, have, we get better here every week as well. Oh, oh, look at you, Mr. Fansport. Oh, come on, I've listened to a lot of podcasts and I say 70% of them aren't as good as this. I haven't listened to many podcasts, so <laughs> I have no opinion either way, but I ha- I must I must confess that more than one person has told me we are better than you know, 78% of the other podcasts that are doing the round sort of thing. Yeah, we're much better. Awesome, so I'm doing something right. This is the greatest podcast you would ever fucking listen to. I'm oh, sorry, that was my line, wasn't it? <laughs> no, I was just hoping you'd remember that where I got my uh, marketing skills from. <laughs> he's learned three chords and yeah. he, can, he can make ridiculous hyperbolous Fuck claims. Fuck you, I know five chords. Five chords now, you've had your game. How to write a chorus. <laughs> <laughs> and how to claim <laughs> on the greatest thing since last bread. Give me some coke right, and we'll before, take over the world. Before your head swells to the... the to, far enough to actually knock the microphone over. Uh, the day Seth Rogen filmed the first scene of the movie, yeah. where he goes to pick up Jay from the airport, is yeah. also the same day he filmed a special feature for the movie Paul. Oh, okay. Rogen never bothered to change his wardrobe and is wearing the same clothes in both movies. I've, I saw Paul. After we did Zach and Mary, I kind of went on a bit of a Seth Rogen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> film watching thing. I watched this. Um, I watched Paul. I don't ever remember seeing him in Paul, because he the voice of the alien, isn't it? 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't, he's no, he, he, I don't think he's in it, but he did a, a promo oh. for it. Oh, a pro, oh, pro, yeah. oh, okay, and he basically went, did the promo, and then and went and filmed straight the, to the scenes airport, in the airport. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love that scene in the airport. <laughs> <laughs> Seth, Seth, you play the same character in every film. <laughs> when are you going to start acting? <laughs> Uh, the bag in which Emma Watson takes the water oh, yeah. is the same duffel bag used in Pineapple Express, which also starred Seth Rogen, James yeah. Franco, Danny McBride, and Craig Robinson. Yeah. Oh. I did not realise that. I a little bit of red either. string there. Um, Evan Goldberg and Seth Rogen. I don't know why I keep referring to them both by their full names. No. Um, Seth the writers Evan. and directors <laughs> reportedly approached Cameron Diaz, Ed Norton, that's like the Hulk that. Ed Norton Ed Norton was in this it would be so good <laughs> Mila Kunis and Elizabeth Banks to make cameos as themselves at James Franco's party oh okay they had to turn down the offers due to ske- scheduling conflicts on other films though oh. which is a shame because that would have been really good yeah, seeing Ed Norton awesome. like kind of doing <laughs> yeah. coke off of a pool of the air hockey table or something that would have been awesome um, the film was going to be shot in LA in yeah. order to make it easier for the celebrities who would be doing the cameos However, the location was changed to New Orleans in order to save money because oh, uh, New Orleans gave There's them massive tax breaks, tax breaks yeah. and shit. The only celebrity cameo that was lost due to the location change was Cameron Diaz. Oh, okay. So. Maybe she was like doing Charlie's Angel 12. The film is green screen. Obviously, I know that they didn't like set, they didn't the Hollywood actually set fire to Hollywood. <laughs> no. But I didn't realise how much of it was green screen. Yeah. Considering they shot it in New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically like um Well, didn't you say they... So is James Franco's house in New Orleans? No, James Franco's stuff... house is in, in LA. LA. The stuff inside the house was all done oh, there. But but the other stuff was oh, basically okay. done in, in New Orleans. Now, we mentioned Michael Sarah yeah. several times. His character supposedly arose out of a discussion he had with Seth Rogen about how he disliked being repeatedly typecast as the awkward teenager. Yeah. Rogan decided to put Sarah's feelings over this issue into the writing in order to show that Sarah is not only capable of performing outside of his typecast, but also that the film industry could be responsible for a hypothetical downward spiral of Michael Sarah's life into a dark and dangerous place. Reportedly, Sarah was extremely grateful for Rogan's depiction of his character and felt that he would be able to thank him for any future projects in which he is not typecast. Also, that horrible jacket he wears. Oh, yeah. Michael Sarah. He, he wanted to wear that. That was his contribution was, I, I should wear this. I want to wear this. I didn't necessarily think it was a horrible jacket. I it's mean, ghastly. I've worse. I mean, yeah. <coughs> it was <Canada>. ghastly. <laughs> um, I, I thought the genius of Michael Sarah in this film is that I've read a couple of interviews with him in real life mm. and he's just the most boring. Oh, yeah. Dull. Keep your head down. Stay away from, like, you know, the spotlight kind of normal living person in Hollywood. Yeah. So then to see this depiction of him, I thought it was genius because it's the complete <laughs> antithesis of who he actually is. But he is like the, apparently, like, his character in this is literally the anti yeah. Michael Sarah. It's the opposite it. of what he actually is like. But yeah. So well, well played to Seth Rogen for kind of being like, oh, no, he can do this as well. So here we go. The dog that Seth is seen holding towards the end of the film is his actual dog, oh, okay. Zelda. Oh, cool name. <laughs> uh, in a June 2014 interview, Channing Tatum talked about filming his cameo. Tatum said that during the sequence where McBride and his cannibal gang eat James Franco alive, he was originally shown holding up Franco's severed foot and drinking all the blood that poured out of it. However, 
When the film screened for test audiences, their response cards were unanimously disgusted by this image. Oh. Rogan has said that it was one of the only... It was only one of many gruesome scenes um, that they had in the film that the test audiences had a problem with. And specifically noted that they did that the audiences did not want to see Tatum doing something like that. Uh, as a result, Rogan and Evan Goldberg cut the image, which is why Tatum appears to just... He's there yeah. and then disappears because that was the only footage of him for that scene was him sucking the blood out of James Franco's severed foot. On order that they could actually use was just him on his knees. Yeah. And he had a couple of they, lines. They never got to use the... the the rest of the footage because test audiences reacted so bad. I mean, it's kind of like what we said. If you're Channing Tatum and you're like, I am Hollywood's golden child right now. Exactly. I am Magic Mike. Like, everything <laughs> is about me being, like, good but hot Wholesome and sexy. Yeah. <laughs> to see him playing a gimp and then drinking blood. <laughs> From James Franco's seven yeah. foot, yeah. Well, like we said with... Um, it's a film. It this is what I don't understand. It's a film. We've said, we've said that like before about actors. Like we never want to see so and so playing a bad character. I wouldn't want to see Will Smith do it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, some people feel that bizarre. About... People feel the same way about Channing Tatum as we okay. do about Will Smith. Um, Mostly women, right? <laughs> I would imagine so. Um, originally, there was going to be a joke where one of the characters said that they had smoked crack with Whitney Houston. <laughs> when Houston died. <laughs> The joke was cut out of respect and a different joke was used instead. In addition, while making the film, Rogan and Goldberg were in the process of convincing Prince to let them use the song Purple Rain for when Rogan and Jay make their way to heaven. Oh, okay. After Houston passed away, Rogan and Goldberg dropped negotiations with Prince and instead decided to use Houston's version of I Will Always Love You in those scenes as a tribute to her. I like that. That Yeah, it works really well. Yeah. For a song that's so linked with another film. Yeah. To drop it where they did in this and it to be kind of on point and fresh. Yeah. It was really good. It yeah, worked well really played. well. Um, in a scene where Jonah Hill, or sorry, the scene where Jonah Hill is raped by a demon, yeah. is a parody of a similar scene in Rosemary's Baby. Oh, I've never seen it. But neither have I. It's 1968, so it's a little bit before I started watching films. Uh, the shot of the demon's eyes, as well as the dialogue, this is no dream, this is really happening, is lifted straight from that movie. Oh, okay. I might have to go and watch that. That sounds like a good film. <laughs> um, there was never supposed to be a scene in heaven. The movie ended when the beams, like yeah. rapturing the two of them, faded to white. Test audiences didn't like that they never got to see what heaven was like in the movie. So uh, Rogan and Goldberg wrote a new ending and asked the Backstreet Boys to come film it. Well, again, imagine you're just like, yeah, we need something in this film. Yo, Backstreet Boys, you want to come be in my yeah, film? Like, <laughs> you, you're in heaven. You can have anything you want. And someone's like, ding. I, I have a question back on that. Backstreet's back. All right. I have a question on that. That's my last note. Again, I'm singing. Um, you are. You're very musical today. Clearly, you've been miserable. Is the key to your musical career. Yeah. yeah. Um, as, as we established yeah. that back way back when. Um, I do have a note on that that you'll need to give some thought to. Okay. Uh, but anyway, it was decided early on to exclude from the plot any significant others and families of the actors. Yeah. As dealing with that would make the film too dark. Yeah, dealing with the death of the family. Exactly. They just kind of ignore that yeah. in in the way of all all the best like make believe. It's like don't worry about the real world shit. Yeah, yes, yeah. all your family are dead. It's very when sad. When you go but... to a Hollywood party, you leave your family at home because they're not superstars. Leave your family it's at only the door. Superstars <laughs> allowed in Jane Franco's house. <laughs> 
There is a nod to the Keanu Reeves movie Constantine from 2005. Okay, I've not seen that. I, I really like that film. It's a good film, is it? It is, yeah. Okay, I'll watch it. Um, both Keanu and James Franco give the middle finger as they begin to ascend to heaven. Oh, okay. Yeah, then they yeah, are yeah. both pulled back down to earth. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and body count, 37. 37? 37, 37 <laughs> for an apocalypse. And most of those are celebrities. <laughs> you killed 37 celebrities? <laughs> oh, I it's like celebrity deathmatch. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it'd be more than 37. Um, right, notes. Um... If we don't see each other for months, cleanse or no cleanse, we are eating junk food. Yes, bruh. I don't ever expect you to be like, I oh, can't, I'm on a cleanse. I'm on a cleanse. I, I, I do love the idea of a cleanse where you can still drink booze, still smoke <laughs> yeah. weed, and you just shit six times a day. Do you understand how many level ups I would get from my heroes on Raid Shadow Legends? Not a sponsor unless you want to be, guys. Um, while, while shitting six times a day. It's like, a, I can't do that, I'm on a cleanse. It's like, so you've... Uh, Stop drinking and stop smoking. No. Fuck no. <laughs> He's like, fuck no, I'm not psychotic. Yeah, yeah I'm on a cleanse, I'm not, not psychotic. <laughs> I do love the fact that this film acknowledges that the Seth Rogen laugh is definitely a thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, for me, it's up... It's, no, you clearly can't. <laughs> it's up there with the... Um, oh, fuck. Jimmy Carr. It's oh, up there yeah. with a Jimmy Carr laugh. I'd say it's up there. You'll never get this reference, but it's up there with a Walt Flanagan laugh. There we go. There we um, go. <laughs> when they first arrive at Seth's and he's like, I've I've got the perfect weekend for you. That looks like a fucking good that weekend. That looks like a good weekend. I mean, admittedly, I'd probably get rid of the computer game, replace it with a film, <laughs> and I might have chocolate instead of Starburst. But do you know what? <laughs> yeah. If I walked into someone's house and they were like, I'd be like, I don't give a shit. Let's play computer games. <laughs> Let's get fucked up and play computer games. Hey, let me just smoke the first four letters of my name. <laughs> and then we'll play all the computer games. It'll be great. Uh, 3D TVs. Do you remember those? No. Really? I didn't get the reference when he's talking about 3D TVs. Maybe they were gonna. They were get. They were gonna roof. Roofinize. They were gonna roofing. They were gonna revolutionize. Watching TV, yeah. everyone was going to have a 3D TV, and we'd all be sat there watching TV with the little 3D glasses on. Oh, okay. And then people were like, "No, this is fucking stupid." And as Seth Rogen says, "I think my eyes are melting." Is it because it, was it around the same time that you know people thought if we do 3D versions of films, we yeah. can charge an extra five pound on top? Pretty much. And, and they then they realised they could they could bring that technology into the home and put it on a TV and charge three or four times. What so they would for a regular TV. Did it all fall apart at the same time that they realised that if they were going to make 3D films, they would actually have to make some 3D elements <laughs> for them films and not just make the backgrounds No, 3D. it fell apart because only stupidly rich people could afford the TVs and most of them stopped using them within a week because you don't want to sit there and be watching fucking Sky News. Oh, no. 3D. In 3D. You know, you don't want to be watching... Uh, what do people watch on TV? EastEnders or Squid Game. Uh, oh, maybe I do, like do want to watch that. But Porn. Porn. No, 3D porn's really good. Oh, so you get the facial at the same time. <laughs> it's like, whoa! Um, <laughs> I have a 3D headset. Why do you think I have a 3D headset? Okay. Uh, VR headset, sorry. Um, <laughs> I didn't buy it for that. Well, I don't fuck dolphins. I don't fuck corpses. Um, <laughs> the VR porn? I am all over that, mate. <laughs> but in the, in the virtual reality world, if, bear with if... Me, a dolphin and a corpse... Wanted to, you Came know, have me. a threesome. I could do it. I have a question slightly off-piste here. All right. Sally, from Nightmare Before Christmas, All right. does she count as a corpse? No, because she 
she's an animate reanimated corpse. yeah cool all right i'm on safe i'm on safe ground there cool. zombie um, <laughs> zombie oh that's fine yeah. they're reanimated corpses they don't count you'll be generally carl saying um <laughs> well her leg fell off and once somebody sewed it back on i really wanted to fuck her because she just really wanted to fuck it I'm sitting here stuffed with dried leaves. Just really got my motor running. No, no, I can't. I can't think of Sally and not think of um, <laughs> the Christmas day and day where Lou and Sally come out. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're if you're looking for that, guys, go back to the last Christmas episodes. Don't listen to them because Don't. you ain't getting them this year, you pricks. Yeah. Um, you no, you you probably really like the VR headset for that sort of thing because you can't get it in your eyes because you've got the VR headset across oh, there. Oh really? Yeah. Don't matter where it sprays. I don't have to. Can't go in your eyes. I don't have to put the, the glasses. You don't have to put your science goggles on. <laughs> oh, come anywhere I want. Oh, come where I want. It's up my nose. It's in my ears. But it's not in my eyes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have a note about that as well. Um, yeah, three D TVs. They were shit. <laughs> um, Gandalf's pipe. I need one. You need one of Gandalf's pipes. I looked it up. Did you? Seventy-eight pounds. Seventy-eight on pounds on eBay, which is why I don't own one yet. I swear they were less than that at Reading the last time I was there. Well, actual Gandalf pipes. Actual Gandalf pipes. Well, they had the Gandalf hats. Yeah. Oh, okay. And yeah, obviously Reading, all that paraphernalia yeah, was everywhere yeah, back yeah. in the day. Um, yeah, I swear they were less than that. Oh. I just couldn't justify spending like thirty, forty quid on a massive pipe so they could sit there and blow smoke rings oh, and pretend I'm a wizard. <laughs> I mean, Brilliant. these days, I ain't got yeah. fuck all else to do. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Jay folds and goes to the party way quicker than I would <laughs> normally. But if I didn't buy as much weed as them, I wouldn't be going anywhere for a week. <laughs> no, that's true, actually. Um, I was watching that film and I was like trying to transpose it. I was like, okay, I'm imagining you as Jay. Yeah, you'd be Seth. I'd be yeah. Seth. And it's like... Absolutely trying to convince him to go to the party and I'm just like there is no fucking way you would have caved on that we won't go to a fucking party I'll go fucking home oh, take me to the fucking airport oh. and you would just, just flat out refuse I'd have ended up going and then Jonah Hill would have been oh no way Reggie he's so cool it's such a shame maybe we should like send him like a care package or some shit <laughs> two words would have got me to that party even been in my most indignant state James Franco Jonah Hill Jonah Hill. <laughs> My follow-up was going to be Jason Siegel. Because <laughs> I have a note here that it's literally just Jason Siegel. Ever I remember watching. you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Michael Sarah is the king of this entire film, even though he's only in it for like 20 minutes. Who wants a sip? Sip time. Yeah. I mean, just him in this film is fucked up. That scene is just so wrong. Wrong? Oh, it's uh, just... I. I'm a little bit jealous if I'm yeah, totally yeah, honest, no. but it's give, still given Michael Sarah. Given the opportunity, right? Let's see how delicately I can put this. Given the opportunity to be in Michael Sarah's position, is it a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Oh, it's a thumbs up. A thumbs totally. up for me, minus the coke. Oh yeah, I'd probably lay off the coke because he's, that, that bathroom scene. That bathroom scene. Oh, I mean, thumbs up, ladies. A... Thumbs up. <laughs> um, Steph, I, I have a random bit of trivia here that, that snuck into my notes because I read it and I didn't want to put it in my trivia because I was conscious I already had fucking loads. So I'm sneaking yeah. it in as a linear note. Uh, Rogan's Pineapple Express 2 sequel idea oh, yeah, yeah. is actually the idea he had for uh, Pineapple Express oh, yeah. 2. They yeah, actually... That they actually shock me and he's basically pitching it in this... Yeah, film. but they, they actually pitched that. Um, it never got made, but... Uh, I love the idea that this film is basically just an advert. <laughs> 
A lot <laughs> of this Rogan. film is basically just an advert for Seth Rogen, James Franco. It's just an advert for those actors, basically. But the films they've been in. And he's like, Let's, we shouldn't be doing more of our films. And I, it's basically <laughs> like, because if you see this cold and you haven't seen anything else suddenly you're like googling you've got a list of films to go and check out afterwards and to be fair most of them are pretty good Uh, quick one Jonah Hill was a sweetheart Um, another quick one I think Mindy Kaling is so (laughs) underrated that was her name I was trying to fucking remember it Um, and now another one I would slip away quietly like Jay if everyone gathered around a piano for a sing song oh man no I love that scene I would totally be there of course you do you can sing yeah that is true it's totally your thing Whereas I'd be like, oh my God, how corny are them motherfuckers? I'm going outside for a <laughs> I'm smoke. going outside. I only recall that happening once, something like that. And we played a gig in the tapas bar, or I played a gig in the tapas bar of all places. Honestly, I've never played a gig in the tapas bar. No, uh, I, I played an acoustic gig in the tapas bar. And I was there. It's my birthday, right? I, actually, I played there twice thinking about it. Because one remember, of them... I went to dinner for my birthday and then I went, we went to the tapas bar afterwards because you were playing... Quite possibly, yeah. Because yeah. um, one of them, there was uh, Thingy's brother played before me on the bill. Uh, Kieran, what's his name? Oh, his younger brother. His younger yeah, brother yeah, played. Yeah. And we both played Cannonball by Damien Rice because we both like, yeah, we can squeeze a cover. I mean, his his set, as I recall, was 90% covers. but And I, that was one of my favourite songs at the time. So I, I was like, squeeze it in. I was like, for fuck's sake. I haven't rehearsed anything else to, to just, play in that slot, so I just played it anyway. And did it better, yeah. I, I mean, I did. But the band that played after us were a, were a psychedelic rock band. Awesome. And they were like, oh, yeah, he said, uh, yeah, yeah, this is our... Uh, I said, uh, they was said it, like... Was it... It wasn't like Orgasmatron or something like that, was it? No, it wasn't. They were, they were an out-of-town band oh, I'd right, never heard okay, of before. Okay. But they, they played and they were like, oh, yeah, this is our cover of uh, Cannonball as well. But we mixed it up a little bit. And they play. It wasn't. They were yeah. just you know ripping the piss out of us two for playing the same thing. Um, but I played another gig up there with and Big Smithy organised it. Yeah, I would have been at that one too. And he played something. Um, and then at the end, after the bands had finished, uh, he was playing something for his little social circle, yeah. and it basically expanded out. He ended up playing Wonderwall, and there was a big sing, big sing along, and I remember singing along there and and doing a couple of other songs. Oh, I remember actually. It's bringing back memories. The first year I went to Reading, when I went with some some guys I grew up with, and none of you lot. Um, <laughs> none of you fuckers. Which before before you cut through my life. No, 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 not like that. It was just <laughs> no. It just came across like that. No, they had a spare ticket, and my brother wanted to go with Little Smithy. And my mm. parents were like. Right, they got two spets. You can go and keep an eye on your brother. You make sure you keep an eye on your brother because he was like fifteen. Yeah, and I was like, okay, and then literally got there, set up the tent, and didn't see him for the didn't rest see of the him weekend. for the rest of the weekend. But the first night we were wandering around, I was drunk, and I think Lincoln Park were just like their new big thing everywhere because we stum- me and a couple of other guys stumbled onto this campsite where people had a guitar and they were doing uh, crawling by Lincoln Park and it got to the bit where the rap comes in and suddenly it was like tumbleweed no one knew the part everyone stopped bearing in mind there's about 30 people there <laughs> and then suddenly out of nowhere I come in with it and I God. spit the, the rap part and everyone looks at me and cheers and I was like ah, oh, this is fucking brilliant <laughs> and then we did we did like a what did I call that thing earlier the conga line yeah we did like a conga line with 
somebody they were always good fun with a guitar and we conga line round loads of around the campsite singing crawling by thinking oh, Jesus <laughs> so anyway I'm getting I'm a piano for my next party 20 years <laughs> <laughs> gonna get a piano for my next party alright I'll be in the garden and I, yeah no, that's what it's gonna be I'll I'm be in the garden up. with my Gandalf pipe with your Gandalf pipe I've forgotten how brutal some of the deaths are in this film yeah my next note says I'm gutted when Michael Sarah dies he's got a comical death but some of the deaths are pretty some brutal. of them are just like fucking yeah. it, it, it's right up until I've forgotten how brutal the the deaths are until they're in uh, the shop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the lady's like, "Did you all see that?" And then I fucking just turns her into a paste in a in a spray of crimson, and you're like, "Oh fuck!" And then from then on, it's just like people getting murked left, right. I think you don't notice it because there's a there's a comedic sense to the entire film, and it's all. Uh, larger than life and it's all kind of cartoony yeah so you don't really notice the brutality but if this film was drier if it was a more serious film, film yeah then you'd be like god, oh yeah. my god then some of them deaths were brutal is that Oscar Isaacs in the pit where, where he tries to swing him across I don't know I tried to look it up yesterday but I was, yeah I knew I should have recognised him yeah I didn't. it looks like him but I'm not sure if it is yeah it could be I'm just going to assume it is because no, it looked like just him just assume it is I'm Oscar Isaac's there thank fuck Poe Dameron died um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's lots of good dialogue in this film this is yeah. one of my favourites when I was a kid I had man titties the Buddhist pin me down and titty fuck me <laughs> and then for the rest of the film it's the threat they use on Seth is... You gonna titty yeah. fuck me? Yeah. I'm gonna titty fuck I'll you. I'll titty fuck you so good, you'll fucking love it. Um, I like the inclusion of War Pigs by Black Sabbath. I don't know why it works so well, but it does. And yeah. It's nice. It's, nice pretty, it's a really good soundtrack, actually. Um, oh, yeah. It's a really good one. I, I, you said about the dialogue. I, I love the dialogue in yeah. this film. It's It's all quite snappy. But it's in a more laconic, laid-back way than a Kevin Smith film dialogue is snappy. There's a certain amount of just... I, I never know the word, and I always call it mundane. And then I always listen back, and I'm like, that's not the word I mean. But there's like an everyday kind of yeah tone to what they do. Like the bit where they start, they're trying to dig the hole, and he turns around to him and says, like, oh, I just, I've just remembered something. Yeah talk about something that's completely unrelated to the film but it's funny mm. and you're kind of like yeah that would never happen because most of the time people were trying to tell the story whereas <laughs> here people are free to just make jokes talk about whatever they want and it comes across kind of like you're at a party because yeah. that's what people were doing rather than a contrived party where people you're jumping from conversation to conversation this this works like a like a kevin smith film but as we said most you know most of this yeah. was ad-libbed and I suppose that's what happens when you get people like not only are they they, they good actors and good comedic actors in their own right yeah. but they also know each other Yeah. so, so they, they you've got you've got both of them other. and you've got really good chemistry between all the between the actors and, and the group there's sort of no, thing there's no grey area I'm sure they could rip the fuck out of each other oh, yeah. on set and then they shut cut and then we'll be <laughs> laughing rather than someone be like oh I can't believe you said that I can't to believe me. you fucking said yeah. that yeah much like us doing this podcast, I've ever had podcasting with people <laughs> that I'm not so com- comfortable with. Um, watching them try to fortify the house with gaffer tape brings back some memories. It does indeed. Yeah. Trying to put our clothes and shoes back together with gaffer tape. <laughs> Try and repair all band equipment with gaffer tape. With gaffer tape. tape. Yeah. I, I, I never learned because when I built my workshop, 
Um, <laughs> you gaffer tape. I did. I hadn't done the measurements properly between the beams, and I put um, insulation, put yeah. like loft insulation between the beams, and then I put panels of uh, hardwood yeah. across it. Uh, oh no, MDF, sorry, across it. But I had done the measurements wrong, so there were gaps where there weren't beams for me to bolt stuff into. Um, so to seal that, I just laid it with gaff. It worked fine uh, until the winter when it got really damp, yeah. and then I went up there and it was all just peeling off, sort uh, of thing. <laughs> um, watching and playing with a gun. Two words come to mind: Alec Baldwin. I was going to say Dow because that's the sort of thing he would have done. Yeah. But <laughs> that's my favourite Jonah moment when he's like. Pow, 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 pow. I'm going to shoot you. Like, oh, I guess I'll just shoot myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, I, yes, Jonah, pull the trigger, you I prick. I, I fucking love Jonah. I'm sorry. I, I forgot how many celebrities there are in this film. Oh, yeah. When you look at it, it's kind of like, um, like we said with Shaun of the Dead yeah. the other week, that was like this microcosm of, of British alternative comedy, and they oh, all yeah. pop up in that film. This is kind of like that turned up to 11. Oh, yeah. It's... Because it's all of those little Hollywood comedians from that era. In that, from that, in that circle. Crew and just people that friends of friends. Yeah, the and sort it's... of people you would expect to see at that, that party. Yeah, I mean, Kevin Hart gets his good 30-second moment with the guy who was in that film with Russell Brand that you told me about and he wanted to be in... Jason Segel. Yeah, he wanted to be in Thingy, but he, yeah. they couldn't get him in. Yeah. So he has his moment. And then with Kevin Hart, and Kevin Hart has about the same amount of screen time in 40 year old version. <laughs> but they're all kind of, you just pluck they're them just, from all yeah. over the place. I'm like, go. I haven't, I was like Mindy Caden Cunning. I always thought she was good. She was really good in the office. She, she I don't me. know which, which one of their films she comes in or whether they're just like, we think you're funny. Or you know. I think it is Craig just the fact that they from, know from each other. In the and, office. So yeah. You can come, you can come like, in wrote, and you. And... I, I know you don't like The Office, but she wrote an incredible amount of them episodes. And I don't think people realise how many of the good, funny episodes she actually wrote. <laughs> She's incredibly uh, smart and talented. In real life, does anyone care that much about Milky Ways? I mean, if that was the last chocolate bar that I was likely to have for the foreseeable future, I do fucking love a Milky they Way. They had steak, they had eggs, they had yeah, all these Milky Way, food, man. And they're like arguing over the one Milky Look, Way. Look, you, you can't sit down in front of the TV while you're watching Bake Off and just go, ooh, I'll go and grab a steak and just gnaw on that. But you can go, ooh, got Milky Way in the fridge. Right. Out of all the stuff they had, if I was sitting down to watch Bake Off, it would probably, probably be the sour diesel. Um, wrong with you it's your dream oh it's your dream to do it Scarface style in bed with Jonah Hill right fuck off Jonah Hill and just <laughs> die in a dream. hole that bit where he's not only right uh, like he's the third person to join <laughs> join him in bed but it's the way he comes down and just climbs right in the middle of him and goes yeah I like some of that quill I think like, <laughs> right are we going bum Bomb to dick or dick to bum or what are we doing? <laughs> and Jay's just laying there going, I'm doing nothing. I'm doing nothing. I'm quite happy to go dicks up. Dicks up. And they're like, no, no, no. And it's just like Scarface. <laughs> <laughs> we know people like that. People that oh, just yeah. throw themselves into a situation and just like, you have not read this situation You have at not all, read well. the situation at all. Um, Seth, that's a better performance than you've given in your last six movies. <laughs> where the fuck was that in Green Hornet? <laughs> yes, Seth. Where the fuck where the was fuck that was in that Green in Hornet? Because that was shit. That was a shockingly bad film. Um, it should have been so much better. That's a pretty cool library that James Franco's got. It does. It is, even. Uh, Cinco de Mayo. So, lol. <laughs> I stopped skipping through. You've got like loads of really short notes. Yeah, sorry. Um, come the Apocalypse. 
or any other excuse to fortify my house, I am not letting anyone in. Not even me? No. Why not? Because you're not Emma Watson. But we can podcast. Podcast the apocalypse. Podcast it? All right, maybe. Maybe. You'd have to text in advance, though, so they can move the barricades out. All right. I mean, if Emma Watson, or indeed Mila Kunis, came knocking on my door and was like, please, save me from the apocalypse. You Bitch, know. you best believe I'm letting them in my house. You'd have to ask Amy to... No, I wouldn't, because... Amy would be yeah. well on board with either of those two. Um, I'll get the strap on. We have established this before. <laughs> there, there are certain celebrities that it's okay. It, uh, uh, it's if, okay if there's an apocalypse and they want to come. No, it's house. okay if if they want to, as long as they're down with a freeway. And I gotta say, because <laughs> uh, yeah, mate. I'm, I'm straight. I'm straight up lovable, son. I'm straight. <laughs> One of my favourite lines of it. Yeah, when he's trying to justify yeah. it, like, no, I should have been raptured. Yeah. Yeah. I'm straight up lovable, son. <laughs> Why is with the towel? Oh, it's because they like say he's sweaty, don't they? So he carries that. I assume they're always like, oh, but even Craig, at the party right, at the beginning, sweaty, and he's just got the towel. He's got the towel. Know. I just like oh, the, <laughs> take your panties off t-shirt and he's just obsession with that even when he's in even when he's in heaven though he's got he's still got to take your panties off um let's do all the drugs the best idea they had since the apocalypse started oh god yeah it's the end of the world what better way to see out the world i wrote that note do i really want to be dealing with the apocalypse paranoid because i'm i've taken all the drugs yeah you'd have to like you'd have to pick your drugs i'd want to be like You'd have to do it in the early stages when the house was truly fortified and nothing could come in and yeah. spoil your buzz, you know. But then, yeah. You wouldn't want the paranoia the whilst there's, like, literal yeah. demons Can you imagine, like, take, like, they got mushrooms and they're, they're going to do hallucinogenics during the apocalypse. Yeah, I don't think yeah. I'd be... I love it when it's like, no, that's not such a good idea. You should have thought of that before you... What was it? Before you chugged a can yeah. of LSD. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, we saw, we saw a video... Uh, kind of reminds me of about a party where someone put acid in the punch. Put acid in the punch, yeah. yeah. I mean, for a party like that. Um, who would do that at a party? <laughs> I mean, not me, by the way, guys. I may have thrown the party, but I didn't put the, I didn't spike the punch. Um, we watched a video the other day. It was one of these like instant regret videos oh, okay. on YouTube. <laughs> this guy, they're clearly like out somewhere. And then this guy, he just like someone hands him a bottle of water, yeah. opens it, and just necks half of it, and then like suddenly just goes. And he's like, that wasn't water, that was vodka. And he's just necked like half of... And you can just see him on the... See his face and the phases that he goes through as he tries to deal with that. I was like, I'd have just... That would have come straight back out again. But this guy... And you can see the face and the voice and it's like, no, yeah, that was definitely vodka because he's got that... The vodka eyes are on, you know. (laughs) Definitely paint thinner. Um, Jonah Hill as Woody Harrison is brilliant and I want to see a full <laughs> feature-length movie that where is Jonah his, Hill just plays Woody Harrison. That is his best scene in the entire film, probably because he's not being Jonah no, Hill. his best scene in the entire film is when he's a demon and he just looks up and goes... <laughs> <laughs> because I've got a note, let me find it. Uh, demon Jonah is the least scary person I've ever seen. Yeah. It's, you can't take, even as a demon, you can't take him seriously. It's <laughs> just when he goes... <laughs> it's just fucking brilliant. <laughs> Everyone twisting what Jay says about the raping. Yeah. I really empathise with him in that scene because you do that every time I say anything on this on this yeah. pod. You're just like, oh, oh, so you're, uh, you're you're supporting a rape charity, are you? Yeah. Huh, maybe that's because of all the raping you've done. And I'm like, what? No. Uh, helping a dog charity, are you? Well, maybe you shouldn't fuck so many dogs. 
I alluded to it earlier. Oh yeah, you are helping the dogs out. Yeah? I am. Should, I was. I've meaning to pick this up. But doing my part on social media. You have. This is true. Let, and let you actually run. donated as well. You were the first person to donate. Yeah, of course I was. <laughs> Course I was. I was hoping that would be my sister because she said she was going to do it the other day and she still hasn't. Of course I did, Tyro. <laughs> um, yeah, of course you did, Tyro. I've been doing my bit. I've been putting it out there in the world, letting people know. So this is your opportunity before I get into my next. It's my opportunity. Um, I am doing a twenty-four hour gaming uh, charity stream with my friend Neon from the Lunar Arcade to support saving Romanian strays. We're doing it on the twenty-seventh of November. I'll drop the deets on the socials anyway because what's the point of having all these people on my social media if I can't? So even if you think Rooney's a bit of a prick like I do, give money for the doggies. Give money for the doggos. It's all about the doggos. Dogs like Lando. I love the fact that you donated money to support the charity that brought Lando into your life who fucking hates you. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, that's selfless. That really is. Let's face it. That's going to help another dog. Oh, you can cut out what where I mentioned how much I gave <laughs> That money. Really, really, really gauche and horrible. <laughs> The money I gave will help another dog get rehomed somewhere, and that's all that really matters. And maybe they won't hate you. Whether they hate me or not is irrelevant, as long as they get a nice, warm house. To <laughs> they live have in somewhere nice to live. Food. Right, my number one, hands down, favourite line in this entire film, and the one that I took with me, more so than Michael Sarah, when I first watched this film. Hermione <laughs> just stole all that shit. Yeah! <laughs> It's, it's, I think I love it so much because it's the kind of thing that if anyone's paying attention on this podcast, I do, is when I, I can't remember someone's real name. So I just use name. their character name. Yeah. Like Gareth from The Office. And I'm just like, so that would be the kind of thing I would say. Like, oh, man, I come on, he just stole, stole our shit. shit. Like, yeah. straight up, this 20 year old girl just yeah. like jacked all our shit, jacked yeah. all of us guys. It's like, there's six of you, there's yeah. one of her. She only had an axe and shine. <laughs> when he says like shoot her shoot her in the face I'm not going to fucking shoot Emma Watson yeah. um, I'll come wherever the fuck I want James oh, it's, the, it's the fact that even though they're having this massive argument about coming he uses his full he uses his, yeah. yeah James Jay, I will come wherever that whole argument that whole scene that was just fucking us. hilarious just you and me I mean I've never come over one of your pornos but <laughs> It's the kind of argument that we would have. They we are just, fairly niche, my poor notion. Yeah, yeah, it would just it would just escalate to the point that I'd be like, "Oh, well, come on, come face. wherever the fuck I'm, I'll come right in your face." Yeah, come and come on me then. I would love you to do that. I dare you to come and do that right now. Um, I know I'm wrong, and I'm missing the point entirely. But the apocalypse looks quite fun. <laughs> I can't remember what I mean, part I of the film it's, I was it's, at when I wrote this. You know, it did. Life just, is what you make of it, yeah. and uh, a bunch of mates hanging out in the house having fun from one, <laughs> one mishap to another. Oh yeah. yeah, um, stabbing you in the leg with the knife you asked him to pass you is peak Jonah Hill. Yeah, prick. <laughs> it's also peak Reggie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quick, pass me that knife. <laughs> Why would you stab me in the leg with it? Um, um, I can't remember who says it or what scene, but I'm, I felt the need to quote this. Shut the fuck up, Jonah. My sentiments exactly. <laughs> which is a great segue into my next night Jonah Hill burning to death the real, the real reason you like the this real film. reason there are there are several reasons I like this film yeah. um, <laughs> I had been, I've been waiting for someone to hit Jonah Hill as soon as he appears on screen and he's being insufferable he's um, not he's been oh he's been very fake <laughs> yes exactly insufferably so 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 seeing him not only get punched but then later get lamped with a bat was very therapeutic for me can we talk me. about 
that horrible position that Jay finds himself in because I've been there many, many times where people are like, no, this, this, this is really nice. And the person's being over the top over fake the nice. Over the top fake nice. And you can see right through it. And I'm just like, can you not see what they are doing? No. This guy's a prick. He's always been a prick. Yeah, it's just you. Stop projecting. <laughs> exactly. They're not being fake. You're just being a prick. I just... really related to Jay in those early <laughs> moments. That he it really like, they really like you, man, honestly. Yeah. I don't think you're a prick, no. The Lunar Arcade, they've never once said I'd be better off about you. They've never once said I should cut you, I should cut you loose because you're holding me back. Iconic Legion. They don't, <laughs> Iconic Legion. They might not like, like the fun, <laughs> the fact that you always <laughs> call cosplay dressing up. <laughs> but they like you. Honestly. They appreciate you bigging them up on social media. If you could just change that one phrase. <laughs> um, by the way, congratulations. 6,000... 6,605 pounds for the uh, Royal British Legion. Yeah, it's a lot of money. I love the fact that we, uh, the guy running the group at the moment, Jay, was like, just heard from the uh, from Poppy Appeal that like the the event they did last week, they made two thousand two thousand five hundred pounds. So you know that's that's our target for when we go next week. And then we got the official sum of six thousand six hundred and five pounds, and it's like. Fuck yeah! <laughs> I tell you, if anybody follows me on Facebook but doesn't listen to the pod, they probably think I've got a real passive-aggressive... They're just not calling you Jonah. <laughs> a real passive-aggressive hatred of you. Where I'm like, on one hand, I'm giving it to you, but I can't give it to you without at the same time trying to take it away. And <laughs> but if they do listen to the pod, they'll hear me go, oh, that is really good. You did some really good work there. I just... I, I, I feel like if I dish you at the same time as promoting you, we'll get double the attention. It was it was really good doing that event. It was really good fun. But it was also really nice. It was really nice catching up with, the, with everyone there from the Iconic Legion. But it was particularly nice catching up with Will. Oh, bet, because yeah. obviously, like, we've only, like, the past two years, only spoken via Facebook or when we do the one-sided conversation <laughs> yeah. here on the podcast. So actually getting to catch up with him one-to-one sort of thing. Yeah. Um, that was re- It was really nice, yeah. I think he's Jedi's better than your Jedi, but I... <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that and then be sat here shaking your head going, it's not, it's not. <laughs> Are you throwing me under the bus? I'm throwing you under the bus, mate. You've done it to me often enough. He hasn't... Sorry, like, I've, got a really, I've got a really itchy I've leg for some reason. He's Jedi's really insane. good. I just think your hair takes you to the next level. <laughs> He's, he's got a robot hand. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. He 3D printed, because obviously he's got a finger missing, half a finger missing. He 3D printed an extra finger on his glove to give him a robot hand. I've never seen a tattoo Jedi. <laughs> he should have got laser on that. That's where I if wear he long he really sleeves. wants to commit <laughs> to his cosplay, he, he needs to get some laser We were talking about that. We, we were talking about how he needs to get one of those reverse... <laughs> Tattoo sleeves. It's not good. Well, I'm, I'm trying to bait him and trying to like yeah, I know. troll him. And you're like, no, we already talked about that. We already that. talked about that. He's going to get some skin sleeves. He, he did try, bless him. He had his <laughs> he had his long sleeve ones on. But that his outer robe is like fucking wool or some shit. Oh, okay. It's way so, too and it's just yeah. standing there, just melting. So he had to take it off and, and be like a Jedi from the no, block. No, big up, Will. Your Jedi's far better than mine. <laughs> It's just it's just Reggie running around waving his little purple lightsaber. It's more of a more of like a, a light pairing knife. A light peeler. It's more like Yoda's miniature lightsaber than a proper lightsaber. <laughs> um, you never told me you did a cameo as Danny McBride's gimp. I Mate, that. I wish I looked that good dressed as a gimp. I forgot who it was <laughs> and what the actual punchline of the joke is, so I wrote that. 
And then I looked up and then they revealed it as Janet Taylor. Yeah, I mean, you know. And I realised the joke in the film was We tried to keep it low key. Yeah. We had to keep it on the on the on the QT because, you know. I've only got two more notes left. I was his body double. <laughs> <laughs> It's all CG. Yeah. All, it's like Ray Winston in fucking Beowulf. Yeah. All CG. So when he does Magic Mike, it's all CG. Yeah, all yeah. CG. He's actually got the same dad. He's got the same muffin tops. He's got and, the same and dad bod as you. Be, he's got the same dad bod as me. Yeah. <laughs> me and Seth Rogen are... Uh... Yeah, that's the funniest thing you said. <laughs> um, uh, I got two more notes, so I'm just going to quickly get them out of the way. Spirit in the Sky is a nice touch. Yes. And... You can have anything, <laughs> and you choose a segue. You got to build up to that shit. You know, you can't just go straight in at a fucking jet lightsaber. 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 <laughs> I wouldn't. I'd go straight in with a Gundam. <laughs> I'm in heaven. I've already got a joint. The next thing is the lightsaber. It's the lightsaber. Yeah. Um, I've got some. Some of my notes here don't actually make sense. Oh, oh what this one does. I love that James Franco. It's all right. Some of my articles didn't make sense. No, this is true. This is true. Some of their some of their, their notes didn't yeah. make sense. And they get paid for that shit. Um, I love that James Franco changes his clothes. Oh, yeah. That scene. And, yeah. and the others, yeah. it just he doesn't think like, hey, guys, have a T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like worse and worse. Right up until, um, uh, what's his name? He finally gives some clothes to, yeah. to Seth Rogen after Demon... Jonah vomits black shit all over them. <laughs> yeah, he's constantly <laughs> outfit changing. Outfit change, like every scene. Because it's, it's his house, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, to be fair, that's what I'd do. Oh, that's what you do on a daily basis, right? Yeah, basically, yeah. I'm going to get changed after this for yeah. my, my rest of the day outfit. Yeah, it's the flight suit. I... <laughs> no, that's still... I, I I haven't worn that yet this week. After, after I washed it... I say Jesus. You want it's hanging week? up. Um... I just have, don't titty fuck me. I think that must be when Jonah yeah. is, is fighting him and he's just, yeah, because he's like, oh, I'm going to titty fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> um, breaking down the Holy Trinity, one of the core tenets yeah. of, of the Christian and Catholic faith to being like Neapolitan ice cream is fucking genius. <laughs> I didn't write an hour on it, but can we talk about um, the exorcism of Jonah <laughs> I would watch that film. I would. I would watch that. That film. needs to be a film, Seth. But Evan, get on that shit. One of my favourite parts of this whole film is when he steps up. Uh, Jay steps up and does what any of us would do in that situation, <laughs> which is hold the makeshift cross and start shouting. The power of Christ compels you. But it's Jonah, demon Jonah, trolling him like, "Oh, does it, does it compel me? Does, does it? it compel me? Does yeah. it? Oh, this is so compelling." I just. <laughs> It's just the heads way. up. It's not all that compelling. Yeah. Demon Jonah <laughs> just trolls him. It's brilliant. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, the Exorcism of Jonah Hill. I would watch that. I would watch that. Call yeah. me Prince of Persia. Is yeah, my new yeah. dirty talk. I'm gonna be making a, uh, a OnlyFans video all about that, guys. <laughs> oh, fuck Lindsay Lohan. She was drunk. She was high. She thought I was shaking. She kept banging on my door. <laughs> I told her to call me the, the Prince, Prince of, of Persia. Persia. <laughs> <laughs> <It's brilliant>. Lindsay, <laughs> if you're out there. You know, you know, I'm, I'm you here can call waiting. me Prince. <laughs> I won't have a wash for a couple of days, so I'll look swarthy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> take your panties off. Yeah. 
That is one hell of a battle cry. For me, that is up there with Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> and it's just like with the towel. Yeah. And he goes charging in there. That's one of my favourite scenes in the whole film. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Followed by another one of my favourite scenes where James Franco... It's like, oh, oh, I've just got to be selfless and I get to, okay. <laughs> and then he's there and he's like, fuck you, I know you talked about it. In yeah. He's like, fuck you, suck my dick. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, I know we've mentioned this several times, but Channing Tatum, or Chuffing Tatoes, as I yeah. refer to him to annoy Amy, um, as the gimp, it takes a special kind of mind to come up with that. It takes a special kind of mind to come up with that and it also takes a special kind of person to be like, I'm Channing Tatum. I'm Hollywood's sweetheart, like Channing Tatum. I get paid tens of millions to do these films where yeah. I look cool and wholesome and sexy. We talked about it earlier, but yeah. I think it bears repeating that for him to be like, oh yeah, I'll come and completely yeah. step out of what I normally I will do. Step out of my my blockbusters. I will play Danny McBride's gimp. I will be on my knees trying to grab his cock on camera, and you can just make fun of <laughs> I, me. I will be on camera humping yeah. his leg like an overexcited terrier. And you can sure, make fun of me all you want. Yeah, I'll do yeah, that. I'll do that. It yeah. takes a certain kind of person to be able to, like, kind of, because you don't. It's not something you expect from no. like someone who's at the peak, maybe in five years when he's not quite the Channing Tatum he is now, yeah. he could then start making fun of him. Cause, but, cause yeah, the fact that he's willing to do that. that uh, what peak. was his peak there? Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, no, I'll do that. That's. I think, watching this, Evan Goldberg and Seth Rogen are our people. Oh, absolutely. We, when we when we finally get some of that Joe Rogan money, oh, yeah. we need to get that Seth Rogen on, on, on our podcast because oh, yeah. I think he would fucking love being on this I podcast. Think, yeah, I think we, I think we would have people. great fun yeah. with that. And he wouldn't cancel at the 11th hour. Seth. Oh. <laughs> yeah, guys, you're not as good as Seth. He'd be funnier than you two as well. So fuck you. We'll make our own podcast with Blackjack. Oh, wait, this is our podcast. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> we'll make another one. We'll make another one. It'd be Blackjack and Hookers with Seth Rogen and Touching. Blackjack and Hookers. Um, I don't know how to play Blackjack. And I can't indulge in Hookers because I'm engaged. Junk food and weed. Junk food and weed with Seth Rogen and Touching. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what a podcast that would be I'm already sitting here taking notes mentally for what we'll do what a podcast that it'll be, be like hot ones but it'll just be us yeah. just eating junk food with Seth Rogen I mean, come Seth. on Seth reach out man yeah. Jesus you can you can buy the junk food you can afford it we've done what three Seth Rogen films and we do nothing but blow smoke up your ass can you imagine we... how good it would be to be in the same room as us <laughs> Rooney will be the gimp to your Danny McBride <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Seth Rogen's not my type. Um, no, I know. <laughs> I was. I'm gonna, I will be the gimp. He will be the gimp. Right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna follow up the, the fact that I just said Seth Rogen's not my type. To uh, to. <laughs> I'm gonna follow up with a comment. With I was in the shower thinking about this the other night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after I watched the film, I was having a shower and I was thinking, you know, the Seth Rogen. We we fucking love Seth Rogen. Oh yeah. Will Smith. We yeah. fucking love Will Smith. Uh, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. We fucking love Johnny Depp. What we need... In a film of all three. Hollywood, get your act together, pull your thumbs out of your asses, and do a film with Seth Rogen, Will Smith, and Johnny Depp. I've got it. Pitch. You know how the Hollywood tendency is to take, you know, all these cool, classic male (laughs) heroes and then, you know, feminise them. Feminise them. All male, Charlie's Angels. Done. Oh, my God. Will with Smith, Johnny Seth Rogen, Depp, and Seth Will Smith, Rogen. Johnny, Johnny Depp as all male 
Charlie's Angels. And then, and then we have to have a female. Emma Watson. Emma Watson. Emma Watson will be Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> Copyright uh, 2021 touching. touching yeah. Hands off, Hollywood. You gotta come for us if you want that shit. That's my that's my new movie pitch. <laughs> it's just like suddenly thinking, what what has got three people in it? <gasps> I know. Oh my god. I need an angle, I need an angle. Need an angle. <laughs> yes, oh, that would be genius. That would be genius. Um, the devil's giant brimstone dick yeah. getting cut off by a rapturing beam of light from heaven to the backing of Mariah Carey's I Will Always Love You is a perfect example of why I love this film. Uh, Winnie Houston's I Would Always Love You. Is it? Why the fuck have I, why have I got Mariah Carey in there? Because Christmas is coming and you're already getting, you know. Oh, yeah, I'm already dreading that yeah. fucking, that, that, that version of that song. Uh, the MCR one is far better. Um, but yeah, that is a perfect example of why I love this film. Yeah, me too. It's, it's just absolutely perfect. But it's just silence and, and I, oh. and it's like, yes, yes. Um, Talking of Christmas, are we not doing 12 days of Christmas? No, we are fucking... We discussed this last year. No, last year we did 24 days and we said, next year we're doing 12. Right. If you want to do 12... If you want to do 12 days of Christmas, I need the ideas in the Dropbox by the end of this month. Oh, no, we're not doing it. Good. Because I've spent... <laughs> from la Since last year, I've been spent some time... I was like, I only need six because we're only doing 12. So I've got just got to do six. Can I think of six ideas that I haven't already done? Yeah, I haven't already done yet that we can do. No. Considering we're already like nearly halfway through November. We're just going to scrap no. the advent this year. Yeah, we're not doing the advent this year. Come back, we'll do 12 days next year. Next year, I'll do merch. I'll do a fucking advent calendar. 12 t-shirts of Christmas. The 12 t-shirts. Fucking <laughs> hell, why do you come up with these ideas? It's like that fucking groom meme. Yeah, next year we'll do merch. Yeah, 12 days, twelve t-shirts of Christmas. Wait, 12 t-shirts of Christmas? No! Right. No! The 12 stickers of Christmas. 12 stickers of Christmas. Get... <gasps> I, no, I'm not committing to anything. I will. There will be merch next Christmas. Advent calendar. I would Actual like to do advent, advent calendar. calendar. And each one, you don't get chocolate because, you know, we'd have to... Because I have a, a level two health and safety and food certificate, but it might be out of date. But we'll do a different sticker in each one. We'll do an advent calendar next year. We'll, yeah. Advent calendar makers, get in touch. Redbubble, if you're going to do advent calendars, let China. us know. China, get in touch. China, get in touch. We want to. Because everything comes from China these days. <laughs> we can have COVID twenty, COVID twenty one, COVID twenty two. Yeah. <laughs> A different COVID for every day of the year. Oh. Um, <laughs> it won't be. There'll be like little fucking. Um, Fortune cookies, but we'll write the fortunes. <laughs> Wuhan, Wuhan. <laughs> Sorry, let's go back to bust the rocks. Oh my god! <laughs> but <clears throat> you're gonna have to engage your brain for this. This is my last note. I'm a lone wolf. Like and DMX. <laughs> DMX has got a rough rider. He's got the rough riders. <laughs> Sorry. Um, now engage you've died. I've died. Right. You've arrived in heaven. You've gone through the pearly gates. Yeah. You know. They've gone that, yeah, so this yeah. This is truly hypothetical. This is we know truly hypothetical because we know yeah. that that's, I mean, we know heaven doesn't exist. But imagine we're in the, this is the end universe. Okay. We've been raptured somehow. I don't know. We did, uh, touch it, got us into heaven. Yeah. Um, the Archangel Gabriel says to you, you can get one band or musician to play for you to celebrate your arrival in heaven. Who are you choosing? And for bonus points, what are they playing? Okay, so the obvious on the nose 
joke answer would be Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> Followed by Oasis Live Forever. But... Hmm. See, I, I, I wrote this question two fucking days ago and I keep changing my mind what I want. Dead by My Chemical Romance. Oh, that's a good choice. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if we were dead? That, yeah, that is a really good choice. Oh, that's no. my choice, done. Okay. I This morning, this morning's answer, because I was I was going through... This is why I was on YouTube this morning. Okay, going through Cooper's songs. Yeah. Going through Cooper's... Because I, I was like... And I, I think it would be the Cooper's Double Claws... Um, because it's annoying because there's other songs and I was like, no, because I've seen them do, I've seen bands do this and I was like, no, fuck it. Cooper's Double Claws, uh, Who Needs Enemies? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I was like, that that's how I would want to celebrate arriving in, in heaven. So basically <laughs> the anthem of this podcast. Yeah, basically. Who Needs Enemies when you've got friends. What I'll do, guys, is for anyone who's not familiar with these songs and new people that are but want to revisit them, I'll include links uh, oh, to the good, post. That is a good music video as well where it they is. just trashed the room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember when I was at um, that place that we went to study music during music history like we were given this task of like we were talking about music videos and mm. it's like right, bring a music video in next week and like the first four people that got up and played their videos were like oh as you can see the storyline in this and the metaphor in <laughs> this and I was just like as you can see music videos can be visually stunning really great um, kind of suck you in and have no fucking metaphor <laughs> and no narrative they can just look fucking they just awesome. look really good and played that one yeah yeah brilliant I love watching go back watching some of the old Cooper's videos oh yeah because they're like uh, let's kill music is a great yeah thing. and they're just so, like <sighs> they're like they just went to cab the market closed their eyes <coughs> and grabbed <laughs> grabbed an outfit <laughs> off the shelves which like, doesn't even fit but you know it's, it's like fine it's for a video it's oh, all good do you, do you know what I always loved was their Team Cooper t-shirts yes can we get a Team Tudrick t-shirt I think we can I think we can do that yeah. people keep coming at me with merch ideas these days it's great and a Team Tudrick sticker Team Tudrick that Stacey can't buy because it's not anonymous <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, by the way, shout out to Stacey for uh, oh, yeah. the, the Not All Pirates thing. Yeah. For on your work paraphernalia. <laughs> defacing your workbook with a Not All Pirates sticker. I mean, I was still taking it as a bit of a slap in the face. You try something that doesn't say Tudrick on it. But I'll go over it's that low in, key. in four to five years. Hey, we got, we got Warren out there rocking his, his actual Tudrick t-shirt. Yeah. Amy Luke. has... Lou's got a Tudjig t-shirt. Amy's got several which she wears day, you know, day to, to day wear. To be fair, Ash has got the classic Tudjig t-shirt and Stace does have the uh, the Pride t-shirt. Yeah, Amy's got one of the Pride ones. Yeah, I'm still waiting for her to come out. <laughs> what, Amy? No, Mrs. Vanilla. I was going to say, <laughs> because Amy came out fucking years ago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> How the fuck did we get from this is the end to discussing our friends coming out? Because we're just that good at podcasting. We're just that good at podcasting. Yeah. Where's it going to go? You don't know. We don't know. Just come along for the ride. Yeah, the magical mystery tour. Right, end it, end it here. End it here. Find what you love. Believe in it. Positive things will happen. Um, Everybody now. <laughs> I'm a sexual. <laughs> yeah. Am I the only one? <laughs> 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 Best ending 
Ever. <laughs> <laughs>